0: Hey Boomers, welcome to Sonic the Comic the Podcast, your online guide to the sensational world of Sega and Sonic the Comic. I read it. I opened up the thing and read it. <laughs> we are your Humes who think we're in charge. I am Dave Bulmer. And I am Chris McFeely and we are here with issue number
1: 47 of Sonic the Comic. Yes. Oh Dave. Oh Dave. Yes. Oh Dave.
0: Hello there.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh goodness.
0: Here we are. We've hit a point that we've been waiting for for a long time. This is what you might call a very special issue. Yes. We're entering something of a golden age in the content of the comic, as well as the printer settings on this one. doesn't show up as much in the scan, but it's very yellow-heavy in print. <laughs> right, what do we got? We've got a big picture of Shinobi as the front cover. He's coming along, whapping his stick at you, his sword at <laughs> you. <laughs> his stick? His sword. And I did say his stick (laughs) but I meant his sword you've got the uh, four elemental ninjury people running along behind him it's all dynamic and it says new series shinobi braves the elements I'm really looking forward to a new shinobi story Mm. it feels like it's been absolutely ages. yeah doesn't
1: it given that Streets of Rage has managed three serials in last yeah. time that it's
0: taken shinobi to, to start its third god you're right yeah and so as a result of that it's all isn't it all nostalgic for like the early days of stctp now right do you remember all the places we used to go <laughs> <laughs> oh the things we saw and
1: something else we're gonna see is a swashbuckling new series oh. captain oh. plunder and oh. his sky pirates
0: yes plus tails pin up there's a tail yes. pin up in fact, should, should we do that now? Flip should we just over and talk flip about to the back spin? now. Yeah. yeah. Bit rubbish, isn't it? It's uh, yeah, it's not great. It's um a full yeah. page back cover. There's nothing particularly wrong with the drawing or anything. It's just that there's no there's no background. It's one of those old man looking tales is. Yeah, I mean, we've seen Corona improve so much mm. in his last couple of
1: entries. From what he was doing on the original uh, Zone Runner. Hmm. And now this just looks like that again. Hmm. So, I mean, maybe this was produced back then and they've just repurposed it now. Across the top it says Z2, the Zone Runner. So it's doing a Terminator riff on top of its Blade Runner riff. I don't yes, know. Yes, it's why, a but...
0: slightly T2e sort of font as well, isn't it? Or at least it's hmm. got that it's got a got a metal sheen. Metal sheen, yeah.
1: He'll be back in STC
0: 48. That's will be next back. You kids. He'll be back. I wouldn't have noticed that before. He'll be think. back,
1: of course, didn't even register yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. No, well, there we are. So it's doing a the Terminator
0: thing for some reason. And it's Teals. His big trench coat.
1: In his big Blade Runner trench coat. He's holding a torch. Yep. And he's got a little lapel pin with uh, Sonic's head on it. A very attractive
0: one that I kind yeah. of want to have one You'd of. You'd want to do it yourself,
1: right? Yeah, it's, it's a sort of, if I ever saw you in a suit, Dave, that's what I'd expect to be
0: pierced through your lapel. Absolutely. It, it appears to be, to my eyes anyway, a 3D little Sonic head, mm. rather like the Lego ones that uh, my wife wears as earrings right now. Mm. And But it's just got a stick coming out. It's just got a spike coming out the bottom of it that he's just pinned it in. It's not like a pin. Don't think of it like a badge. Like a lapel pin, like a stick pin. Mm. And he's just slid it through. Is that a thing people have, stroke had? Like a cocktail stick with a thing on the top? Like when we used to go out into the world and wear yeah. clothes. <laughs> I guess I mean 90s grown-ups. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, what it is about his face, and this is the same thing, This is uh, Nigel Dobbin did this as well, and he's going to have to stop doing it. It's when you draw big, expressive, multiple ridges on the forehead of this small yeah, child yeah, right. character. It makes them look so old. And... Every cartoonist knows
1: it would. Even Richard Elson would have some trouble with this with Tails. You know, some of the most memed images of Tails from STC are are those ones where Elson just kind of doesn't quite get
0: it with the forehead. Really? What is it Uh. with the forehead wrinkles then? Because that is a. You put that on if you want someone to look old. Yeah, I think it's because Tails is kind of odd uh, among uh,
1: the main Sonic characters in that he's got the individual eyes instead of the. Uh. I mean, Sonic and Amy and Knuckles, they all have those big sloping brows where so much of their expression is in those those big brow ridges at the top of their head the tails doesn't really bother with but they wind up transplanting them over
0: it's just so weird because what tails does have is normal eyebrows which you'd think everybody would be far used to using but oh well those tails have eyebrows well he does in adventures and that's what this design comes from isn't it fair enough well sort of Well, this definitely looks like more of an adventure. He's that that nasty brown (laughs) colour. Oh, yeah. There's something... Maybe it's the jacket. Maybe... No, yeah. Okay, I'll tell you what it is. It's a combination of the open jacket with what is a disturbingly low-cut chest fuzz in this one. (laughs) And the fact that he has what appears to be a full neck. It makes him look like... Sort of like a teenager, but with tiny little legs coming out of his body like yeah he doesn't feel right there's a lot of he looks like he's got his shirt open. together right here yeah, yeah. still as a, as a piece of work the drawing itself is fine it's just if you know it's just not a very good drawing of tails so that's what's on the
1: back cover flipping it over to the front again do you notice they tweaked the little banner at the top again now so that it says charts Q zone and reviews remember we were talking about the rule of threes <laughs> in that in that uh, in that box last issue they've had to put the charts in there now to try and uh, balance things out instead <laughs> of see what you mean reviews God, yeah. and Q zone yeah, no, I yeah hadn't so this noticed is that. uh cover dated march 17th saint patrick's day uh, but released on March 4th. They didn't even try and make it a St. Patrick's Day issue. Bet they no. never did a St. Patrick's Day issue. No.
0: <laughs> Today I'm trying to see if... Because cause no, that would be so easy to no. picture, wouldn't it? But I don't think so. Very easy. Yes. Because it would be a clip art hat and clover, wouldn't it? On the clip and, art. Yeah, they'd Sonic. probably redo him green. <laughs> they'd probably take that winking Sonic eye and yeah. put a hat on, dye him <laughs> green,
1: and uh, do a little, maybe a little pipe out the mouth. Maybe whoever chewing on a clover sprig or something.
0: Whoever it was that did the Valentine's card or the uh, that robotnik where they had to change it because they put the mustache above the nose layer. <laughs> yeah. Sonic or Hedgehog? Yeah, there you go. Well, I'm glad you did all those stereotypes. That's okay, I'm allowed.
1: <laughs> control Zone! So, Dave, you had an interesting theory about the first thing Megadroid comes out with in the control zone. I'll read it here. Yeah, you can, yeah, uh, you do. take the description. All right. So. Uh, Megadroid introduces the control zone with "Hey boomers, as we tune in to another exciting issue, spare a thought for STC's news droid currently recharging in hospital after short-circuiting his fuse." So I read that and I think that's some kind of jokey apology mm. for the fact yeah. we haven't had a news zone for three, or two or three issues now at this point, yeah, because there isn't one in this issue. Again, we'll say ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But then this next bit mm. Mm. is strangely phrased. So he goes on to say. It's unfortunate that you Humes take
0: Mm. longer to mend than robots, otherwise I'd have referred him to QuickFit. Yeah, which is a perfectly good little joke to put in, but it clashes with the first bit to the extent that I'm going, hang on, is this them couching in, like, you know, welcome screen language, in Megadroid language? The fact that actually something has happened to someone. It's the use of the word hospital and the fact that they're going on and on about it. Rather than just, sorry, there's no news zone this week, wheel, and then some joke about, like, oh, it fell in the bin or, do you know what I mean? Coming up with something. There's a lot of talk about what happened to an individual person. They start out talking about a droid who's recharging...
1: Mm. And then they suddenly say that it's unfortunate humans take longer to mend than robots. So the New yeah. is not recharging, it is a human. So it does sound like, I, I was going to say Gary Penn, but Gary Penn actually hasn't done the news Zone for a couple oh. of issues since we last saw. I think I think it's Chris Jones is the name of the fellow that's been doing the news Zone the last few times we saw it. So yeah, maybe he broke his leg or something.
0: Yeah, but then there is the other possibility, which is that this just might be badly written and make no sense.
1: It's true. I mean, Deborah Tits had a few goes at a couple of confused metaphors in some of the the interviews and articles we've had from her in the comic before.
0: But something about this, it made me feel as if there's so much going on about the same thing but trying to come at it from different angles that mm, it made me wonder if there wasn't some truth in the center of it some seed in there that yes maybe there was supposed to be a news zone and then a deadline was missed due to a hospital stay
1: but it's becoming clear that the news zone is definitely now not the regular feature it once mm. was we've it's been in literally every issue with yeah. some issue having extra news zone sections until just two or three issues ago we know there's one next issue Yes, but I don't know if it really comes back again after that. This could be God. farewell to the news zone.
0: Oh, that that makes the me first sad. The true yeah. casualty. Yeah, 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 and then, and yet at the same time, it's it's slightly couched in the fact that like, what news going forward do I really care about? We're about to hit an era It'll that It'll only make us sad. Yeah. <laughs> do you know? Hang on. I just I've just run into a thinking wall, which is this. I don't really care about what comes next because it's the Saturn and I don't know much about it. Yeah. And Sonic the Comic stopped telling me about things at this time. <gasps> Did you only stop caring it because be? Sonic the Comic <laughs> Is <it laughs> didn't possible? tell you about it? <laughs> Had, if so, that tells you a lot about what level of hype STC was able to drum up in the likes of me and any other readers like me. Because, yes, it's possible that STC was where I was getting my console news from and like what i cared about from so huh it's it's possible or it could simply be this coincidentally happens to be true that things weren't very inspiring from sega moving forwards for a while i mean that is true
1: so you know that's historically provably true Mm -hmm. so uh yeah who knows it's just funny that could they not get somebody to do it did they decide to retire it did something happen to the bloke that was doing a mystery sir
0: hmm Oh, mystery.
1: But, yeah, I didn't register it at all. No, you spotted that one.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: Anyway, what else have we got? Uh, three new stories to keep you entertained, starting with Sonic in the mystery of the Sandopolis Zone, swashbuckling new series Captain Plunner's Sky Pirates, and fans of Shinobi are in for a double karate treat, as there's action from the Orient, if this was written in the 90s, mm-hmm. in Power of the Elements, plus the Graphic Zone pays tribute to the Mighty Warrior.
0: And all's about to change again, as Sonic's world heads for the exit, for now, in the conclusion to Enter the Cybernic. However, The Big Thor begins next issue when Tails stars in Zone Runner 2 and The Big Freeze. And finally, to keep you going, till issue 48, turn to the back page for that chillingly good pin-up of Tails. And then it says KU-L. So it's like KU-L. Yeah, that was something we used to say. Remember that? I used to yeah, say KU-L. Like, yeah. yeah, why yeah, did I we remember, used to say I that? Q-L. And then I would extend it out to qul as a play on few well from good king wenceslas so yeah that was obviously something we used to the say for some reason.
1: massive dork jesus <laughs> i think it wasn't so much something we used to say as a way we used to write something we used to say yeah just
0: a an elongation of cool to cool well it's one of those things like how i've, I've mentioned recently that i still find myself whenever i say there's a certain number of things i want to put brackets count them That's not something (laughs) I'd ever say out loud, but when I'm writing down some words, I need to say brackets, count them. Nobody says that. Well, sometimes you could even say, Two kind of two. Yeah, yeah, sometimes. a new yet. series. You Wait, can't say it. I always thought of that as different, but it isn't, is it? That's just the out loud version of yeah, brackets, is, count yeah, them. And then you just yep. don't have to say the second number. You in, just don't in
1: have print. to say brackets.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start saying it. Brackets, count two, them. Two brackets,
1: kind of two, um. close brackets. Mountain bikes to give away.
0: <laughs> we got it, yeah. Whenever you happen to be talking about how many mountain bikes you got to give away. <laughs> well, that's it.
1: Yeah. That is the only situation in which it is obligatory, and you'll be reprimanded
0: if you don't say it out loud. We've got, uh, yeah, an editor will step in and go count them. Ed, (laughs) just like lean in from the side. (laughs) We got a column in the middle called Handy Humes. We do. Uh, Judging by these photos, it says there are some incredibly crafty mothers out there extending their talents to Sonic and Co. This is pictures. Well, it's two pictures. It's not really a themed gallery or anything, Mm. but it's two pictures of just people... They didn't get enough they could make a graphic graphics out of, so in here they go. People who have Sonic on textiles. Is that yes, a fair way to sum it things-
1: up? <laughs> yeah, things that have been handmade by mums, probably. probably. We've got Sarah and Timothy Williamson from Loughborough, who have got jumpers with uh, Sonic... Uh, knitted jumpers with Sonic on them. And I must say, Timothy is proper catalogue material, isn't he? He <laughs> looks like he is having the Best time. Yeah. Thumb up. Yeah. Like, Sarah's just kind oh, of both got She's not, not having a bad time. No. She's, got, she's genuinely smiling, but her body language isn't there. Timothy,
0: yeah. the camera, loves him. Well, the thing is, you can tell what their whole dynamic is. Like, she's the sensible one, and he's the little Dennis the Menace, isn't he? Look yep. at him. He's <laughs> little scampy little face. Never have I seen a face that describes the word scamp so well
1: <laughs> <it>. <laughs> No fashion catwalk should be without this natty knitwear, says the caption. Uh, then we have a photo of Richard Brooks from Wellsbridge, whose mum has stitched uh, Sonics onto uh, cushions. And mm. I-, I think that's a hoodie or a-, or a shirt as well there.
0: Oh, is the tails on him? Yeah, yes. the Tails
1: is, is on a hoodie It's that not a wearing. third.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, I thought it was a third cushion, but looking at it mm. properly, it but I'm is. I'm not
1: sure if they're stitched on, actually. They could be ironed on, because that the, Robotnik yes.
0: cushion is looking
1: very wrinkled.
0: Yeah, whereas the Robotnik is flat as a pancake, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. Well, probably. It's hard to tell. To it be is hard about. to tell. But they're not uh, out of a pack. They're home drawn. Yes. Because, you know, they're.
1: M- maybe he drew them, okay.
0: and Mum did something with them. Who he's knows? looking very. i uh, tell you what, maybe he just made them, because he's looking very proud. He's looking very proud, yeah. Yeah, well, he might if he made them entirely himself. Indeed. They've made that judgment, incredibly crafty
1: mothers. Who knows? I mean, Richard Burton's still the managing editor, and that is the kind of presumption
0: that Richard Burton would make (laughs) if past letters are anything to go by. Now, as for the jumpers, now, I definitely had not Sonic ones, but the previous generations. I had Muppet ones and whatever... Some other thing that I can't remember now. But yes, my mum would knit. And they would come. You'd get them with, I think it was like Woman's Own magazine or something back when. Oh, yeah. In, those, in those days, yeah, it yeah. was a nine nineteen fifties 1950s mother's sort of magazine rather than chat and Do they gossip. they publish Woman's Own? I don't know. But when I last saw it, it was just a, you know, it was like Hello magazine or something. It was one of them sure. gossip things. Time marches on. At the time, it was knit these for your children. And you would get a knitting book and you would... Uh, Yes, you would just sit there knitting all day, and so I, I got some nice, oh, I had a Bugs Bunny one. We didn't have the internet yet, you know, yeah, yeah. you had to fill your day somehow. That's right. Um, so these look so much like that that I bet they came out of a book manufactured by the same people.
1: I didn't really own a lot
0: of branded, not branded, uh,
1: you know, clothing with brands on like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember owning a set of Turtles pajamas. But that's oh, all that yeah. really comes to mind.
0: Yes, don't remember having any big jumpers. Yes, I had the Bart jumper that everyone had, I had that at one point. You know, the one where he's firing a... I mean, I know that I, I would have guessed it was the image. It pe- he's firing the catapult at you. And proud of it man on it. Yeah, and he's got that big weird front lip because they haven't figured out how to draw him from the front. And Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I had that, but uh, I had a Dennis the Menace. I had a Lego Pirates jumper, right? Well, so, I would expect nothing else. This was the best one. It came with this jumper, and my brother had the same identical jumper. It had a little clippy thing on it. That was essentially like a uh, not a Lego brick. It was a separate thing, but it was a little square mm. with knobs on that you could clip onto it. A Lego Captain Roger that came with yeah. the jumper. He couldn't move him. Couldn't really do any Lego stuff with him. He just went on the jumper in the bottom, in the lower hemisphere of the jumper, which is weird. It was the bottom right. You clipped him on. It's strange, but you, that you, seems like it's just uh, just an invitation for you to lose your Captain yes, Roger figure. Absolutely, and you go out in the world. Yes, that and that. I'm sure is what happened. You know, it's top left. You want anything of that sort? If you want it at all, yeah, that's that. That's the end of that.
1: Solid. Mystery of the Sandopolis Zone! (laughs) Part (laughs) (laughs) 1! Written by Nigel Kitching, with art by Richard Elson and letters by Ellie DeVille. Tails drops Sonic in the Sandopolis Zone on the floating island so the hedgehog hero can embark on a solo mission to take out the Death Egg once and for all! He promptly runs into Knuckles, who's on his way to do the same, and the pair soon start arguing yet again. After Sonic dispatches a sandworm badnik, another familiar face unexpectedly arrives on the scene. Captain Plunder, who's come to the island to steal the treasures of the legendary
0: Lost Pyramid of Sandopolis. And with that we begin the plunge into STC's greatest era. We didn't know no we
1: didn't know when we opened this issue that that's what was happening it was just oh it's the it's a zone from sonic and knuckles
0: yes and i remember feeling at the time it was a slow realization that what we were reading was this epic new thing because yes even now reading it knowing what i know it kind of comes across similar to you know the ice cap one or the carnival night knuckles Mm. one any of those it's like here's another level that you might remember from the recent games and yes here's the death egg but you know but we've been talking about the Death Egg for a while now. Yeah, and the fact that it's mostly a Captain Plunder-based strip. So, yeah, it's, it's it's quite unassuming at this early stage, but trust us, this is it. In that weird way that the Sonic Terminator was a, really a Captain
1: Plunder-based story for its first two parts.
0: Yes! God, yeah! That,
1: that's interesting, isn't it? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, and I wonder, did he only bring Captain Plunder back now to remind the audience of who the character was? Because Captain Plunder shows up at the end of this strip, and then Captain Plunder gets his own strip later in the comic. So did they just put him in this one to remind... Because it's been, what's it been, 25
0: issues? It's been basically a year since Captain Plunder was in the comic. It would be a savvy move. It would be a savvy thing to do, yeah. Yeah, but trust us, this is Sonic & Knuckles. We are about to go into the big Sonic & Knuckles epic, which now, looking at it you know, via the STCTP lens... I kind of feel as if Sonic 3 never really fully went away, it's Mm. just been simmering. Yeah, I mean, because we've had the Knuckles thing in the background, essentially,
1: bridging the end of that right up to this. Right up to this. When we had the ice cap thing in the middle, and that was a very Sonic 3-themed story, you know. Although, the ice cap thing doesn't... The continuity becomes knotty here. You know, Mm. where Sonic and Knuckles meet each other. Knuckles says that he was on his way to deal with the Death Egg. He got delayed by a bunch of comedians called the Marxio Brothers. Mm -hmm. Which means that that whole thing has been happening since Sonic last saw. So when did the Ice Cap story happen?
0: The way he says that, oh, I got delayed by a bunch of comedians. The way you Mm -hmm. describe, you know... Like, if they had been your plumbers or whatever, and they yeah. m- messed it up, that bunch of comedians. Yeah. But but they're the Marx they're Brothers. They're a bunch, a bunch of comedians. comedians.
1: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Sonic's talking to himself a lot at the start of this one, isn't he? Mm, yeah. <laughs> All in out loud speech bubbles. You'd think some thought bubbles would have been called for here. Yes,
0: I guess thought bubbles are against the current style sheet to have thought bubbles. Sonic is just walking around gesticulating. He's definitely talking. By the way, top of page two is... Perhaps, you know, the most Sonic 3 E looking Sonic yet. I think Rich has done. This is a Richard Elson. It's a big expressive Richard Elson, as you've come to expect. Everything's all big and lovely looking and it's all good. Lots of splayed palms and clenched
1: fists. (laughs) Well, that's how you be dramatic. (laughs) Sonic's got really big, fat fingers. I think it must be quite hard to do um, Mm. subtle hand expressions with a Sonic character.
0: Yeah, it must be. Especially if you're fitting all four fingers in. It's not a three-fingered character.
1: I said it back whenever uh, Ice Cap started that uh, Lou Stringer really seemed to get Sonic and Knuckles' banter just Mm. right away. And this is obviously the first time that the characters have met since then and the first time that they've been written by... uh, uh, kitchen. Well, I suppose, except for the um, poster mag, actually, come to think of it, oh, where they met up. The they, uh, not-great poster mag. But God, it's very entertaining. Just their constant sniping at one another. It, it yeah. is good, isn't it? Isn't but it? did you think right on page three that maybe we had a similar situation to last issue? Which bit are we looking at? Oh, sorry, no, not last issue. The Badnik's Bridge. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the way the dialogue goes is... Yes. So this sandworm pops out, hits Sonic a belt. He flies backwards, crashes into something, and there's Knuckles looking down at him and says, If it isn't Sonic the Hedgehog, I thought I told you not to come back here. Knuckles! And then Sonic says... How about, I missed your warm, cheery hospitality. Mm. That doesn't seem to flow on, you know. Uh, no. If took the how about off it, I would understand it. I missed your warm, cheery hospitality whenever he greets him by saying, I thought you told you not to come back here. Huh, I missed your warm, cheery hospitality. Yeah. Then Knuckles says, I'd watch out if I were you, that sandworm won't have gone far because it's disappeared back under the sand again. Then he says, I guess you must have a good reason for coming back. I'd offer to help, but I know what you'd say. I don't need any help. And the sandworm pops out. Yeah, that's just what I thought you'd say. And that's a good bit. But it seems to me that Knuckles was supposed to say, I guess you must have a good reason for coming back first, or something about a reason for coming back. And then Sonic was supposed to say, How about I missed your warm, cheery hospitality? That was the reason he yeah. was supposed to give. And then Knuckles was supposed to say, I'd watch out, and then say, I'd offer to help. It feels like the dialogue's been taken and reordered a little bit again by somebody who then fails completely to communicate the entire intent of the original, like we saw on Badnik's Bridge. We don't have the script for this one, though, do we?
0: No, we don't. I've asked for it, and maybe we'll have it by the time this one goes out, so we'll see. But for now, we will have to just speculate. Yes, that's exactly what I thought. There's no proving it. Nope. Yet. It's not impossible that the dialogue went like that originally, or something very close to that. But um, given what happened in that, that previous issue, yes, it's a question, isn't it? And that's the bit. That's the only bit where it really jumped out, and I was yeah, like, "Yeah, that's hang hang on, there's that nothing else really anywhere in the
1: script.
0: Yeah. I've got an update. Yeah, we have the script now, and ooh, it's an interesting one. Um, quite a lot of that dialogue was just plopped in um, after the scripting phase, therefore presumably by an editor. Completely, you know, without it's not just changed dialogue, it's new dialogue. So th- what happens in the script is... Knuckles says, well, if it isn't Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic goes, Knuckles. And that's it. So Knuckles doesn't say, as he does in the final version, I thought I told you not to come back here, asterisk CSTC 42 Megadroid. Um, I I agree with that addition. That's actually a good uh, addition. The problem is that, yeah, Sonic's response to that, I thought I told you not to come back here, is in the, on the printed page, how about I missed your warm, cheery hospitality, which I now realize what's happening there is he's giving a sarcastic explanation for why he came back despite being told not to. You know, I told you not to come here. Well, how about I missed your cheery hospitality? You know, but it really threw us for a loop, so there must be some flow that's missing there. Um, no, what happens in the script is Knuckles says, well, if it isn't Sonic the Hedgehog, and Sonic says, Knuckles, so where did you crawl out from? and Knuckles says, the floating island is my home, remember? I belong here. I'd watch out if I were you, that sandworm won't have gone far. So the where do you crawl out from, the floating island is my home, remember I belong here, exchange is taken out and replaced with, I told you not to come back here, well how about I missed your warm, cheery hospitality? And I suppose what's happening there is the editor is putting in a bit of continuity, which is you know, something that, that we like. Evidently the flow of it could be done a bit better, but ultimately I think I think it's a good thing to put in a, a little nod to continuity, a little nod to like, here's what their situation is last time they parted. I, I quite like that. So yes, I, I think that's fine um also added uh, to the final version is knuckles saying i guess you must have a good reason for coming back i'd offer to help you but i know what you'd say so nigel wrote i'd offer to help you sonic but i know what you'd say and then sonic goes i don't need any help that's that's from the script knuckles saying i guess you must have a good reason for coming back is new not sure what the great need for that is that it has to be edited in But I suppose it shows that even though they're rivals, Knuckles has a certain amount of respect for the guy. So actually, yeah, I can see why all of that was put in. Um, But the trouble is we did trip over it and correctly identify that it was an edited-in bit. So, you know, I feel as if this is a situation where you would just ask Nigel to write it in rather than just put it in yourself, perhaps. Well, there we are. And then Captain Plunder turns up. Yes. he's
1: great i still love Here him he is. i still really oh
0: am. ever since i found out recently that they've re-released the old lego pirate ship all spruced up <laughs> i've been feeling quite piratey so it's uh <laughs> it's good to see this uh, it's lovely and i love how
1: raging knuckles is just about all this i love how no. input i mean the best moment in the whole thing right so captain plunder turns up oh well, he didn't know better i think you weren't pleased to see me <laughs> and knuckles is raging do you know these people Why don't you just invite everyone from Mobius to come to the Floating Island? Don't worry about me. It's only my home. And Knuckles is raging. Listen to me, pirate. I am Knuckles, ruler of the Floating Island. And I don't care what you're up to. I want you to leave right now. And then Plunder pats him on the head and says, (laughs) ain't he cute? Let's get on with it. And I'm like... How is Knuckles
0: tolerating this? It's <laughs> hilarious. It's great. I love it. There's always something really funny about a character who ostensibly should be the tough one just being grumpy all the time because nobody will listen to him. It's like that's what Worf. Is in Star Trek. Uh, and here it is with Knuckles. It's just so funny. Magnified by the fact that he only actually comes up to about plunder's waist. <laughs> yeah, he's <this laughs> little grouchy, little crabby man going like, get off my island. And he's not. He's get off our, my our, land.
1: Get out <laughs> of my <the laughs> pub <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, uh, Plunder's got a parchment that he's had for years, yes. but he only thought the Floating Island was a legend until a few weeks ago, because apparently Dr. Robotnik's given the game away, of mm. tells us the world at large knows the Floating Island exists now. Mm. And uh, he's got a new member of his crew, the Professor. A, uh used to work at Metropolis University. <laughs> the Professor can decode this parchment and uses it you know, the old Indiana Jones-style adventuring touching hieroglyphs to open things yes. and reveal ancient stone mechanisms and this pillar rises up out of the sand i love this and then he pushes the big triangle button on the top of the pillar and then the pyramid the, pyramid. the end of sandopolis zone act one yes emerges out of the ground and that's tremendous because it's obvious Kitching played the game yep got to the bit where the pyramid came out of the yep. ground and thought there's a story here yes
0: exactly and of course, you know, we emphasize the fact that this pyramid is coming out of the ground by having Sonic get kind of stuck on the top of it as it yeah, pranks rises on the up. Yeah, him bum as it emerges out. Shakes yeah. all the sand off. Yes, I love the like the interactive island. I think I've said this before when we were first looking at Knuckles coming in and the way they treated the floating mm. island in STC. I love the idea of taking that phrase from the manual about like how he knows all of its secrets and traps and stuff. And extrapolating that out to be this island of mechanisms and buttons and stuff and of course in this case you know we do have something directly from the game that bolsters that but the fact that he the the prof seems to find this this panel covered in hieroglyphs and either he's consulting it or actively pressing it and then out comes the stone pillar that has just this triangular shaped button on it that he presses all that stuff the pyramid button (laughs) the pyramid button Press I just think for it's, pyramid. <laughs> I just think it's fantastic. I just I, I love, love it. that is my idea of the floating island that I like the best, and that I don't. You know, <laughs> when adventure came along, they just kind of threw it away. That the island was just this place.
1: Well, I, I wouldn't be too harsh on adventure because at least adventure, I was going to say preserved, but in reality, really, it enshrined or properly mm. introduced the idea of the floating island as this ancient sort <laughs> of. Mash up Incan, Mayan, yes. Yes. ancient civilization type place yes. by characterizing the Echidnas that way. Yeah, it's just kind of like Sonic the Comic just kind of got on the same wavelength and got there first. is all. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Archie just went in a whole other way and, and did like Echidna Krypton. Yeah, and just took took it did, 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 did basically the total flip side of the the lost ancient civilization, the old um, a Krypton or Atlantis type thing, you know. But uh, hey, STC got it. Right, and got there first. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can say that about so many things. So that's at least one thing that came from Adventure that was totally congruent with our understanding of the world of Sonic as STC had presented it. And one of the few things from Adventure that they were able to fold into their eventual adaptation of the game in the comic without modification.
0: hmm yeah
1: handy isn't it i love this bit at the end like parrot plunders like behold the lost pyramid of sandopolis and sonic's sitting on top of it and looking <laughs> down at it and goes doesn't look very lost to me
0: <laughs> and next issue the curse of course there's a
1: curse i love this panel up at the top of the last one as well where there's like the earthquake as the pyramid emerges mm. and knuckles goes if you damage these ancient buildings i'm holding you personally responsible and it's like All the pillars are absolutely collapsing in the background. There's a bit late, Knuckles, and it's happening around you already.
0: Yeah. So this is an enticing one for fans of, like, cartoon ancient Egypt stuff, which I am, Mm. because we're going into a pyramid next issue. If I remember correctly, there's going to be ghosts gonna be great like from the game like from the game although not yeah. not visibly much like from the games if i'm remembering right no i mean they're beefed up a bit. Yeah. they're very <laughs> clearly rooted in the design of yeah. things from the games speaking of designs i do
1: like the design for the professor don't you yeah because it's it's a joe sushi walrus yes just stretched out a bit
0: now that lends a lot to your theory that, you know, Grimer is some sort of a lizard or something and that Captain Plunder is some sort of an animal stretched out a bit rather than just a orky-looking bloke or whatever. I mean,
1: I'm not going to tell anybody who calls him an orc that they're wrong. <laughs> no.
0: But, uh, yeah, it lends a certain amount of credence to the idea that, yes, even the people who don't look like animals on Mobius well, I mean- are... <laughs> I've i I've just called him a walrus.
1: No, but there's so but, many but tells now I've just thought
0: I mean is he? I
1: just always I'm just realizing I always assumed it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. But I mean he's got the big bushy moustache, mm-hmm. but that's just something I associate with Joe Sushi. But he is purple mm-hmm. like Joe Sushi. But does that make him a walrus? No, I don't know. Maybe what's that what do you call it whenever you search for patterns
0: that, that are oh, just, yeah. uh, there?
1: Oh, what is that called? Apophenia, atrophosia, something? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> That anyway, whatever it's called. That
0: <laughs> yeah, it's well, what it is either way is that he is definitely drawn within the visual language of the Sonic characters from yes. Sega, mm. and that is good, and that's something that a lot of other versions of Sonic didn't really bother with. Mm-hmm. A terrible shame though that we don't get any
1: Filch dialogue. Yeah, because he's there, he's in the background, he's but he right doesn't there. say anything. No, and I love Filch, but. I if don't have to worry. Because only, I get some if only there volatility. was a way <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that we could have more Captain Plunder Do stuff enjoy later. Some more, Pilch, I know. Oh, it's an unassuming start, honestly. To you know, you just thought we were here. We were just getting another Captain Plunder adventure mm. at the time, and then it's really only after this that you you clock holy dip. This is <laughs> this is where we're going. This is what's happening now. But uh, that's the march to issue fifty, which we are now. On our way towards, oh, this was this was another one. I gotta tell you, like that part of uh, Robotnik's Revenge, where I just felt happier after reading it. You know, (laughs) crops watered, skin cleared, etc. I was like, oh oh, oh, yes. (laughs) By the time I was done with it, I love it. Refusal. Refusal. BC Racers for the Mega CD, and Power Drive for the Mega Drive. Both reviewed by David Gibbon this time. We've heard about BC Racers, like, yeah. several times in
0: the news zone, and finally we're getting around to the it review It keeps right? coming up, so there's not much more for us to say about it now. This is the one that's kind of a Chuck Rock spin-off. Yeah. And it's a kart racer, and it's on the Mega CD, and it, um... It... it I, I don't think it's meant to be very good.
1: I enjoyed Gibbon's descriptor of it being set in Fred
0: Flintstone times. <laughs> Fred time. Flintstone
1: times, yeah. <laughs> Lots of rocks and dinosaurs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he says it's not really that great. In fact, the, the really weird thing is it's a cart racer with no two-player options. Yes, that did surprise me. Or at Although, least no the, the two-player proper two-player mo- options. Yeah.
1: The two-player mode that they describe sounds quite interesting it, as, yes. a, as a cooperative kind of play for a kart racing, which is that to say one of you steers while the other sits in the sidecar and leans into corners. Yes,
0: now... I haven't been able to ascertain what that means in terms of gameplay. I, I thought that the person in the sidecar was probably, you know, shooting or something. Yes. I don't they know what do they are the attacks.
1: Doing. That seemed like. He doesn't say it, but that was my immediate thought. Mm. Yeah. Could
0: it be that the second player kind of takes on the role of the drift button, where if they Maybe, hold yeah. a thing, you get to take corners better or something
1: really feels like they should have something else besides that alone. Yeah. <laughs> an enjoyable racing game but contains too many downers to give it a really unbeatable score so they've given it a 79 which as we all know is not mm. a good sign in the official no. magazine too hard no real two player option occasionally fuzzy graphics yeah the
0: graves box says and then on the opposite page we have power drive for the mega drive now, this... Gosh, this sounds dull, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds dull. It looks dull. I've never understood this whole approach to game development. Like, when I was a kid, the games that I thought counted and that really lodged in my head, and I remember them now, were like Sonic is the game where you do this and you roll and you run and you spin. Lemmings, that's the one where you've tiny lemmings to around. Settlers is the one where you build... A bit. You know The theme park, the high-concept games that were unique yeah. as a game and as a concept. You are a hedgehog. Yeah. This game is... The same as Micro Machines, but without the gimmick. So it's like... And Micro Machines, that was the same as previous top-down racing It's That's what it is. This is a top-down racing game. But here the gimmick is... It's rally driving. And it's fairly realistic looking. The the cars kind of look as if they might have been um, Donkey Kong countryed into it. You know, they look a bit 3D. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. But Micro Machines, that's like the game where you're driving the little tiny cars around on tabletops and so on. That kind of took that game style... And made it into a remember this made it into a high concept like tentpole game, and this is like that but without with with all of the identifying features sanded off, and it makes me think about when they were making it. They must have, they must have sat down to make a racing game. We'll make a top down micro style game, and they knew they were making a game. There already were lots of, and so then the decisions they make to try and make it good are like, well, oh, we'll we'll get the handling to feel good in this one. Let's get the steering working. And that's all they can hope to be, one of these, but competently made. They have a, a feature where, oh, you give in a budget to buy parts. Mm. with, And I'm like, come on, look,
1: what, what's the name of the cartoon character who drives my car? That's what I care about, like.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, where's Violet? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know why you... Uh, well, I know why you, make. In the practicalities of the game's world, I get why you would do this. But I want games where the game is something instead of one that's one of something. And this is a one of game. It might, eh, Hey, maybe what I'm saying is it's a sports game. <laughs> I mean, if it's not a sports game, it's in spitting distance of them.
1: <laughs> I mean, and they still make them today. These yeah. driving games where you just drive real cars around yeah. real tracks. Weather Micro Machines 2021. Oh, it. think of that. Be a good phone game, wouldn't it? In fact, I would be amazed if it didn't exist somehow. Yes, it's just got to, someone's got to have made a micro machine's clone and put it on phones.
0: Must have. I'll never know because I will not play a game on a phone. I need buttons. Quite right. Quite right.
1: <laughs> I can't press the thing I'm looking at. You got to have tactile. You got to. You got to get that response.
0: Yeah. Quite apart from anything else, I'll just drop my phone if I try and play those. <laughs>
1: it'll go straight in the toilet find my phone cracked across the back yesterday no oh. understanding of how it happened at all it's just burst Never dropped it yeah i mean it's you know just fine it's just
0: listen we're all putting on weight in the pandemic and it's just split <laughs> through <laughs> yes, its the trousers phone is too, yeah <laughs> <laughs> Some a oh, we've not had one of these in a while. We've had a dry season for adverts, haven't we, Chris? Well, just in January. Oh, is that? Yes, you're right. In January is a dry season for adverts. Oh, yeah. I know, come to think of it, though, we're into March. Now, yes, right? we've had January. We've had February. Yeah, yeah. So I guess the start of the
1: year was just a, a very... Uh, quiet one.
0: Confusing for us because we're recording these quite nicely yeah. ahead of time. We're still in
1: January right now. Yeah, it's all good. Looks like the advertising revenue was flowing again.
0: Yes. Come this month. The revenue and the Frosties, because that's what we've no got, a whole I... page advert of here.
1: See, I now associate Frosties with the best sh**. <laughs> Honestly, the best ads. The Sonic Spinners, the Gladiator stuff. <laughs> we've got some of the best advert yeah, chat out of the stuff little.
0: Frosties has to offer. Well, they've got some good licenses, haven't they? Yeah, this time it's a Monster in My Pocket spin-off line, Monster Wrestler in my pocket they're mean tough gruesome and they're free inside special packs of Kellogg's frosties Collect eight exclusive monster wrestlers in my pocket, including listen to this, here's a good name. Wait, just
1: before you read out the names, we must we must remind everybody. This is the newest version of the monster in my yes. pocket, then the little rubber figurines of creatures and monsters we had space aliens we advertised did. last year. Wrestling was just getting big at this point. Mm-hmm. This was whenever it's reaching its big nineties peak. So they, they tapped into it here with monster wrestlers in my pocket. And yes, Dave, no, not to just just for context, <laughs> these names. Please
0: go ahead. I'm gonna save the first one till last because it's the best one. We've got Jester Minute, who is a he's just a jester, he's a grinning jester. I don't like these because it's wrestling, but uh, more on that in a bit. Brad the Barbarian, Texas Turbo, obviously a Texan man. Uh yes, I- <laughs> Sharkbite, you can imagine. It's a sharkman. Full on sharkman main man it's a lion man yes but i can't see it oh there he is yeah he's a lion yeah. full-on lion not a man dressed as a lion not a lion themed dress no man. no these are a lion man yeah yes. crossbones skeleton man skeleton man but with his tusks his yellow tusks kind of looking a bit hulk hogan beard <laughs>
1: I, guess, I guess a bit yeah i didn't uh, think of it like of that yeah.
0: looking <laughs> frank the stone who is a uh, Frankenstein? Frank, he is. He's not a Frankenstein man. He's just Frankenstein. <laughs> and listen to this one. Okay. It's Iron the Metal, right? His name is Iron Mighty. Yes! Yes! Iron Mighty! Oh! oh I, I didn't get it. One. I didn't get it until
1: you iron said mighty, it. No, you Thirsty's have to say iron, it. He's all Iron Mighty. No, but if I say it, iron mighty no, it doesn't make it doesn't a, mean anything can't throw it took you saying in it out loud before i understood <laughs> it. it's a ton on high and mighty isn't that it you gotta yeah. say it with an accent
0: now i never had i never had these because i'm not interested in wrestling they're just big men or at least that's what I thought until I flipped looked to the picture and I had at least one of them. I had crossbones. I had crossbones and I think my brother had main man. So you got him in the Frosties. We must have got him in the Frosties.
1: Well, I don't remember if I ever got any in Frosties, but mm. I was looking at these mm. and I couldn't understand why some of these names were so familiar <laughs> you know well beyond the level of familiarity yeah. of just having maybe got them in some frosties or something right. and i really had to do a google on these okay and these were a full and proper toy line this is just a promotion they did with frosties but these are the, they're all numbered there were a certain number yeah. of them yeah. and these first eight were indeed only available in frosties oh, oh well yeah, according well.
0: to the internet so i know where and, I uh, I got you could then.
1: also get lookout for the limited edition tony the coach figure also only inside special packs of 750 gram and one kilogram for Frosties. kind of one that, that is yeah it's it's a tony uh an exclusive one tony the Kochi!
0: like tony takushi
1: but the, i but i was reminded dave yes. this had a comic <laughs> what this had a comic and i had some of the comic oh wow that's how i remembered it dave <laughs> this didn't just have a comic this had a comic drawn by nigel kitchen <laughs> <laughs> oh what yeah
0: it was then <laughs> that Dave learned. Well, will you look at this? That wrestling was good. No, there he is. No, I've just bumped straight into him. There he
1: is. Memoirs of a referee?
0: Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's. I mean, it. It. it, He's not credited, but I mean, you you tell me it's not. Like, I think also possibly even maybe some of it was written by him because like there's a a vampire character, Bloodsucker. The vampire was the character's name, and he says, "I have never seen your writing before. I did not even think you knew how." And it's like it's the use of "half" and "never." (laughs) Does does give me Frankenstein vibes? (laughs) Wow! Look at that! Yeah, some absolutely gorgeous art. From uh, creators other than Kitchen as well. Oh yeah, the, the cover artist going on. Uh, was uh, Don Wazajuski was the name of the cover artist, and he did some of the interior stuff too. And it's really big. now there were only three issues of this comic, and uh, I definitely recognize the covers of at least two of them. Mm. And, and some of the, the this is from googling this up online, but yeah, uh, these were um, not just uh, monster in my pocket style figures that you could buy. Like, there was a wrestling ring available for you to yeah. fight them in, and uh, little championship sets like a podium and uh, thing. And each figure came with a grappling card and you could do like a kind of a top trumps game with them and then they even later because this was the 90s and tell me none more none more 90s okay. they did pogs hooray of course they did. <laughs> like pogs. You, could, you could get them in uh, in blind packs with a couple of pogs and, and a figure oh. i mean they weren't uh, they weren't pog branded i
0: don't think they were you know milk caps oh, yes, but yes, yes, yes. uh yeah but none more 90s <laughs> i love that the audacity of bringing out like so many things that came with a pog and i don't think they realized pogs were for something so they were just releasing circles and they're just incompatible circles they weren't the same shape so you
1: couldn't really use them it was the easiest thing in the world to do like back then (laughs) it's a little circle of cardboard like
0: yeah oh when oh the world pog federation must have been cackling all the way to the bank in their pants when, that when they brief, realized like, that they were making period. so much money off printing circles yeah it's fantastic i loved them i love pogs um maybe they'll come up later in series well it was the 90s of course you did mm. yeah so uh, this comic was published by keezing
1: uk limited so not a company i've ever heard of right but uh, yeah there were only three of them and uh yeah that i realized it is why I uh, recognize these toys with such alarming... Uh, why they yeah. rang a bell so deeply and alarmingly in me.
0: Huh. I'm spinning off a little bit because I've scrolled down after the kitchen page to the bodybuilding with Dr. Sucher yourself and I I recognize... Dr. Dr. Sucher yourself. Such yourself. These, are the, these are the names. This is pure... Uh, oh, love it. I recognize this art as well, and I don't quite know why... I, I it says it's Don Wazajuski, but maybe it just looks a little bit Casanova's y, something about the line work. A little too heavy on the cross hatching to be Casanova's. But then scroll down to ringleaders, and I am pretty sure this is the guy who did the Zig and Zag comics. Could be, could be. Yeah.
1: So the gang's all here. Look at that there's a dark side in the background of that panel. So this is somebody oh, yeah. who is from, from a certain amount of comics uh, yes. knowledge and history. <laughs> there you go Monster Wrestler's in, in your pocket. It had a comic, and there was that STC crossover. Back to the
0: advert mind you i do like this last little bit it says each great monster wrestler has his own specialty move that he loves to test on his opponents just a minute finds his funny bone wallop a real rib tickler well i mean don't we all it's good to try one out now and then and frank the stone will curb the most ferocious appetite with his bolt head sandwich so they're just filling space talking about stuff they've found on the cards yeah that's what i was going to say like each card had the character's name and then had their special move
1: on the bottom maybe there was a number value on there i'm not sure i know that one of the sets uh, i think came with uh, like a little um scoreboard or like the board to show the main event and you could clip the cards into the grooves in the set to be like and now these two wrestlers will fight and we will do the whole thing here with that
0: yes it's funny monster in my pockets manufacturers did seem convinced that we were going to use our monster in pockets to pitch battles by comparing numbers which i never yeah. felt the urge to do at all i just had little little monster people to play with but oh well yeah, there you go, that's what they are. They're gruesome. That is this issue's horror-themed toy collection. Or is it? Maybe there's another Horror one coming is up! It? Maybe there's <laughs> more! <laughs> Shinobi! One, two, three. Oh, yeah! Power of the Elements, part one. Written by Alan McKenzie, art by John Howard, letters by Tom Frame. With the Neo Zeed in disarray, after Joe Musashi defeated their top ninja assassin, The Void, the Void's underlings, the four elements, find refuge in the employ of yakuza boss Mitsugi. Growing restless, the elements interrupt a game of dice Mitsugi is hosting to inform him that they have identified Musashi staking out the building disguised as a news vendor. At Mitsugi's order, element leader Air ambushes Musashi and takes him prisoner. Oh, I'm just l- I'm just really happy to see Shinobi again. It, uh, we are right in with full-on Shinobi. Like, it opens with a big, tall panel showing the whole city with all of the, you know, signs up and stuff, and it's all the colour palette and that, and it just looks good. I love everything about the second panel. Oh, isn't it? It mm. all needs to be brought up and talked about, because this is... <sighs> I don't want to sound like one of those people who's like, mm, yes, this is for grown-ups, this is not for children. Mm. I don't want to be like one of them guys, but... What we have here is a panel of... It's a a medium shot of a guy, a news vendor, selling news in a grimy, grimy city. There's little wind swishes all over it. There's smoke going up. There's... And there's, like, proper, like, red light district posters up. Mm. There is uh, one advertising XXX and then some Japanese characters that I can't read, so who knows what that says. And there's, like, a picture of a lady and a picture of some lipstick. And then there's another one that just straight up says, girls, and there's just a girl posing in, you know, not much. And then the caption says, Now masterless, or ronin, asterisk, Japanese term for unemployed samurai, MD, the servants of the void, the four elements, are working for the Japanese Yakuza, a criminal organisation controlling illegal gambling, drugs, and vice on the streets of Tokyo. Well, it's all there, isn't it? Gosh! Heck. In this comic
1: for children? Comic I mean, I'm, children. A, I'm, I'm significantly less moved by it after three series of Streets of Rage, yeah. you know, but still.
0: <laughs> well, it's that we're still in this era. Because part of what's interesting about TP doing this podcast is that I do remember these two distinct eras of STC. One where it felt like this, and I think of that as early on. And then one where it felt like it had been changed to a comic that was for kids, and that was absolutely fine and within their right to do. I am finding that the first era lasted a heck of a lot longer than I thought. Mm. All of this stuff, we've already expressed surprise that even the Sega superstars are still present here, but that they are still at this full level of yes we can just put in anything that's suitable for the game it's based on as opposed to the rest of the publication that it's in they're trusting that kids will simply read around it if they're too young to care and they were right i think i did because i'm pretty sure we both did. yeah (laughs) and i i like that i think that's i don't know what that is but i i liked it then i like it now it made me feel wanted
1: (laughs) i would describe it as simply being a holdover from a slightly older era mm. of British comics boys at action, boys adventure mm. comics where they would, yeah, just do all full on like war death stuff, yeah. you know the GoBots comic that they published in The Eagle would have people being atomized and burned to the ground while the teenager with the inexplicable psychic powers came in. (laughs) That's all true. Yeah, it's just a holdover from an older age that, I mean, we can practically watch the last vestiges of die out in real time (laughs) through (laughs) Sonic the Comic. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of real time, you notice now the date we're given here at the start of this one? Tokyo, 10.47pm, 13th October 1994.
0: Oh! Yeah, Well, that's a a brave of the writer to put that in, having no idea when it would be published.
1: (laughs) Well, that's it. Because you remember that the second Shinobi serial, which ran in early 94, was dated to 1993. Yeah. And we speculated that perhaps it was supposed to start running alongside the second Golden Axe serial. And uh, that date, lines up to the publication of the second eternal champions story right maybe again they were thinking that they would have another shinobi story then Mm. instead of giving a very sudden you know second eternal champions because again let's say like the second shinobi story ran alongside the first eternal champions one so eternal champions got two in a very short space of time and we've had to wait quite a bit to get another shinobi after that yeah but like it's a little odd but In hindsight, I wind up really enjoying it because it means that something that was there at the start of all this gets to be here now so much further on. Who remembers or cares about Golden Axe at this point?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, Golden Axe was just sort of finishing up just as the comic was transitioning into its new, really exciting form with the Sonic Terminator. Mm. And it went away as the comic changed. But now the comic is... It's in a different place now. It's in its golden age. And Shinobi is still here. I was going to say at the start, so too at the end. But (laughs) we're a long way from the end yet. This (laughs) is it for Shinobi after this one. Also love that um, the defeat of the Void, that was in the poster mag. Mm, Yeah. This is it here. See Sonic, the poster mag number four. (laughs) Intertitle continuity. Yes.
0: That's quite exciting, isn't it? And I'm glad that we therefore covered it, you know, which I wasn't interested back in the day. Don't you love this second page? Oh, God, the second page so you turn that because it starts on a right hand page so you turn the page and you are greeted with an amazing second page which acts as a fantastic like title drop because that's Mm -hmm. where you get the new series shinobi power of the elements that whole thing but it is a full page picture of a close-up of the baddie at the end of the table saying no more bets He's got one hand up with dice, like, wedged between the fingers. He's holding the dice in the coolest way it's possible to hold dice. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. (laughs) He's got his cup in the other hand that he's about to put the dice in to shake him out onto the table. But you can't see his face. It cuts off at the chin. What we are looking at in full close-up that fills the whole... It's a whole page picture. Is just his chest tats. And his chest tats are of shinobi he is tattooed like diegetically yes yes, but he
1: doesn't have a tattoo of joe musashi he has a tattoo of a shinobi that coincidentally (laughs) happens to be wearing (laughs) the same gear that joe wears
0: yes It actually threw me off because I thought that the what was happening here was that that's Joe Musashi and that he's finagled his way in to the gang and that's him I hiding in plain sight. I think that was
1: what I thought yeah. when I read it originally back right, in the yeah. day. I remember being yeah confused by this piece of of artistry yeah which is fun in a way that it aimed for something a concept like that that could
0: confuse through through you know (laughs) and the thing is as well as all of that as well as just how cool a page it is how good the design is all of this it's like a convincing tattoo it does actually look it's not he hasn't just drawn stuff on a man it looks like yes that like tattoo art like when you see someone with a full sleeve it looks like that I mean, I suppose when you see someone with a full body tattoo as well, but I don't, I don't, I haven't, I haven't, got any friends who've got that as far as I'm aware.
1: <laughs> yes, it's been, uh, it's been thought out as a piece of artwork. Mm. Yeah, it's not just, and it's all done in coloured inks. You said it the best way possible. It's not just a drawing that's been drawn on top of a person, mm. which is how you know a lesser artist would mm. render a tattoo if they, you know, it's been done with what seems to be a real knowledge of how a tattoo
0: like looks. Mm. Yes, yes, such a good artist. John Howard I'm glad to see him again Yeah This
1: is still the original creative team as yeah. well This is still Alan McKenzie and John Howard yeah. You know Streets of Rage didn't manage that Not a knock on Nigel Ketching at all Did a very good job on the last serial But uh, Yeah right I think that mean- makes Shinobi the longest running of all the separate serials to have the same creative team Yeah Must be Yeah Yeah I mean, there's decapitag but it kind of doesn't <laughs> well, count. Yeah, well. Decapitation is a different scenario. <laughs> but then the whole rest of this uh, thing is is basically just one scene where like the elements bust in on this game of dice, craps, whatever they're playing that the yakuza are are, are having. Because basically, because they're restless. Mm. Yes. <laughs> like they've taken refuge here with him, but he won't actually send them out to do any ninja. Yeah, they're just stuff fed up. They're going him. like,
0: "We want to do some ninja in We've been sat around.
1: They want to repay their debt to him. Yes yeah but uh yeah but the way they bust in is like they <laughs> pair of ninja stars come flying in yes. and stab the dice bam what? just stab into the two while dice they are on the rolling
0: table. on the table like he rolls the dice the two stars come in and they thunk thunk into the dice point first stick in there while they're still rolling amazing that is, that so is cool some proper kung
1: fu movie stuff like that is
0: uh. <laughs> It's great. And, oh, and also they're bamfing into the room in, you know... Yeah, yeah,
1: they, they uh, smoke bomb. Smoke bomb, yeah. <laughs> ninja vanish. Yeah.
0: <laughs> ninja appear. Well, <laughs> yes,
1: the other... Swords out and everything. It's like, I don't know what... You, you're trying to
0: intimidate? You, you're you not going about it the right way if you're trying to, like, please, may we have some work so <laughs> So now we're on page four. I wasn't quite sure what happened with these throwing stars exactly. Does she, like, magic ninja them to... F- Fly away from her. like what happens there at the bottom of the page? Well, she is of the four elements. Oh, so she is using yes, her. She's, she's using, using her air powers yes. to blow the star away. I can't really remember their previous appearance, so I couldn't remember if they actually had supernatural element power, if they were just styled after them. They
1: do. They do they're here to beef about the fact that he's not letting them do anything and they're like at first we assumed this was because your security was so efficient that our talents were unnecessary however unknown to you the shinobi Joe Musashi is sticking out this building clumsily disguised as a news vendor and he's like alright then go, go <laughs> sort it out <laughs> And he, you know, but in that inimitable Japanese mob boss style, you may be right. I'll give you the chance to show your abilities. Bring me this, Musashi. And he boinks the ninja star out of the dice and (laughs) flicks it back at her, but then she uses her air powers to deflect it. Not sure where she deflects it to, to be huh. fair. I feel like somebody could lose an eye that way. But Back um, into
0: the dice, hopefully.
1: Yeah. And yeah, then we find out on the next page that the, the news vendor we saw in the first panel is Joe in his news vendor disguise from the second serial. You remember? What? have seen the news vendor disguise before? Have we? No, I didn't know that. That is how
0: he staked out the Neo Zeeds building oh. right
1: before he climbed up the neighbouring building and got on his hang glider. I
0: feel like he's... Um... Letting his standards drop in that case, that's the same disguise used twice, and they know it already. He's uh, not being very ninja. That's
1: it, you know. That's obviously why they were able to spot him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he's used it before. Which makes me wonder if the reveal is going to be that he was hoping they would catch him, and that was the point of the stakeout in the first place. He
1: does place. seem to go down. Yes, easy, doesn't he? Doesn't he? You feel like he wants to be brought inside. Yeah. yeah. Air just uh, flings some shuriken at him, and then she appears, just comes swooshing down on the winds, open palm, straight to the jaw. Kicks him in the head and that's him. He's unconscious. Take him to your
0: leader. Very gratifying to see that in the news in Japan that week was news about Megadroid. And Sonic! And Sonic! Uh,
1: I love it! I love it! See, this is... This is so good. (laughs) This isn't the same as there being a little Sonic statue in Golden Axe or whatever. It's Megadroid. It's the same as kids drawing Megadroid in the graphic zone. Yeah, It's that one further step to making the all feel like different parts of the same thing and not just like these other games intruding on the sonic comic. Yeah, yeah yeah to see both sonic and megadroid drawn on the front of this newspaper that musashi is handing out
0: yeah yes and there's a guy yes there's a guy oh, depicted yes. Oh, yes. looking at it just to show just to hold it up in front of the camera just to hold Here it, it up for the screen yeah. yeah yeah shinobi shinobi's back it's good it's really good it's oh, dare i say the word mature but it is it's good <laughs> Air quotes, mature. But yes. Oh, I look for
1: it. You know, I have no memory of Mm. uh, how this goes at all. I have no memory of what the story even is. I remembered very clearly that dynamic visual of the tattoo as a splash page. Yeah. But aside from the fact that the elements are in it, getting to do something finally this time, after you remember they popped up at the end of the very first serial all the way back in issue six, yeah. and then he was like, yeah, and jumped out a window, <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. So this is them finally now getting their real showcase in a story. But I don't remember what happened, so yeah. I'm really looking forward to reading it and finding out. Gravity Zone. Such as the excitement surrounding the new Shinobi series that STC has dedicated a special scribbling section mm-hmm. in its honour. We have a bunch of uh, shinobi and adjacent themed drawings. <laughs> I love it whenever they find themes. You know, yes, it's. I mean, that's basically all. That the so, sometimes the graphic zone theme is loose enough that you'd understand it, but then other times it's like, it's startling how many kids thought to draw this. And in
0: this case, it's <laughs> Sonic characters done up in in martial arts gear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some of them shinobi, but others of them no, just because it's cool to be a karate man. Um, well, there's literally one drawing of, of Joe Musashi here, and it's from
1: Satnam Chima from Birmingham, who's just drawn... Yep. It, it's just him. Straight up him. I feel like there's less to say about it when it's just a drawing of a man. Yeah, just a drawing of a man. Man versus Sonic. He yeah. stood there. Now, Carol Morgan has... Hopped on the bandwagon yeah. a few issues ago, <laughs> where she has offered us the girl version the girl of Shinobi. One. How can you tell it's a girl? Her Shinobi Hashtag. gear is pink, and she has eyelashes <laughs> and pigtails. Yeah, pigtails coming out of the ninja hood. It's a nice drawing, though. I think it's um, adapted from. Yes. There was a cover, wasn't there? With with uh, he was holding the sword up in front of his a face very, like that. A very early, maybe yeah. even the first non Sonic first cover. Main,
0: yeah. The one with the Shing of uh light on the sword but mm. carol has updated it by doing a second shing <laughs> further up so this one's got a bigger sword and it needs two shrings. i suppose the uh, the cover would have cut that bit of the sword off. Yeah, I suppose I? it would have. Or, or the logo and the, or something, uh, maybe. The <laughs> caption there is She No Be. Because. Ah,
1: uh, oh, do you get it? Because it's a She. Because
0: the editors in those days liked to pick a trait that marked people out from other people and make that a big front and center thing. For example, there are seven uh, pictures of different martial arts based things the editors come up with captions for here. And as far as I can tell, only do one racism. So well done to them. <laughs> here at sonic the comic the podcast we like to point out and hold to account whenever they make a racism on the comic it doesn't happen often but they do it from time to time because it was the 90s unfortunately in this case pointing it out at all would mean saying the thing and i don't want to say the thing But the gist of it is that editorial—I'm talking in a silly voice because I'm embarrassed about it. This is serious. Uh, The gist of it is that editorial have put as the title to a picture of a Sonic doing martial arts uh, a phrase that things used to have fictitious Asian people say as a racial identifier, more or less whenever they turned up in British media—and then put Nick on the end of it to make it Sonic—and that's what they chose to do in 1995 back to the podcast eric
1: rutherford from london is the first one who draws sonic in some martial arts
0: not shinobi's yep. martial arts nope. gear it's just a little green gee opposite page we've got uh, samuel Companoni from tenerife from tenerife sending him in tenerife. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is tails as a ninja sorry we should say we're going oh because mm, we wouldn't have thought you'd get the comic no, out no. there out foxing the opposition is the captions a picture of tails now he's dressed in martial arts stuff yep, headband and everything gi belt black Black belt belt. but he's also being a cool dude and the way he's doing it yeah he's got a pair of sunglasses on and he's also doing a kind of click point uh with one hand and he's got a little grin looking very cool there as you do when you're a martial artist in the 90s yeah i can't imagine sunglasses facilitate good Mm. kung fu (laughs) no they probably don't do they no Unless, maybe it's like the opposite of Strike in the Dark. Like, maybe if you're in a really bright place, the man with the sunglasses on has the advantage. (laughs) Ah, you
1: can't be dazzled by those ninja flash bombs. Exactly,
0: that's it. He's setting off a... He's got a big light behind him. And then we've got Sonic kicks into action. We don't know who drew this. Uncredited. It's a very small child who's drawn uh, Sonic... You know, again, gee... Karate trousers, whatever you call karate trousers. I really like this one, to be honest. You say small child, but oh, yeah. it,
1: there's a, an awareness of the form. I like it. There
0: is, actually. Yeah, you've got. Yeah, so he's in the middle of a kick, but he's got his hand in a defensive position, and he's got claws sticking out of all of his fingers. So that's from someone who's taken on, you know, the animal side of Sonic.
1: Yes, because we should say he's not wearing his gloves or his shoes here. It'll please that one letter writer from way back when.
0: Because he's doing martial arts. This'll be a kid who does martial arts and knows that you take Mm. your socks off to do it.
1: I think so. That's someone doing karate lessons, that is. Yeah, some level of familiarity knows what the deal is, yeah. you take your
0: gloves off as well. Then we've
1: got... Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Robert Evans has sent us some... Well, it's a pastiche of the Bruce Lee Dragon yes. movie poster with Sonic yes. doing a, a pose copied from some Richard Elson artwork. I recognize yes. the pose. Done up in a gi and a headband. A, mm-hmm. and, and Sonic Lee in Drag Hog. Drag Hog. <laughs> and then I think they were really reaching with this last <laughs> one from Martin Davies, uh, who has drawn a pink knuckles. Mm-hmm with a headband on yeah that's got it. A headband he's on. he's just wearing a headband apart
0: from that it's just normal knuckles they've
1: captured it ninja knuckles yeah. and i'm like i don't know that that's necessarily what martin davies from bridge end was shooting for no. but you've gotten away with it
0: and uh martin has he's set out to draw knuckles in a headband and he's succeeded um the only trouble is that along the way you realize don't you well hang on a minute what bit of knuckles his head does the headband go round? <laughs>
1: Where exactly does the forehead start?
0: <laughs> yeah, and he's chosen more or less the very back of the head. It's kind of wrapped around the point of the back of Knuckles' head. Nice drawing, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very heavily referenced from... Oh, no, wait a second. You know,
1: you know what? what? He actually probably is going for a Ninja Knuckles thing. Go on. It's very heavily referenced from the piece of Knuckles promotional artwork that mm. made him pink that we've seen in STC before. Yeah. But the big change, apart from the headband, mm. is he's got one leg up
0: oh it's not that the piece, yes it's not, it, he's doing it's not that it's kick. like a
1: sideways super deformed knuckles it's that he's oh, doing a kick I, thought, I didn't i didn't realize he was doing a kick he's i thought kick. he
0: was all just little and squashy and had legs coming yeah, out yeah of his that's head. what
1: he looks like he looks like an adorable <laughs> little squishy knuckles but he's actually doing a kick on you like a big boy Got it. like a big tough boy
0: right NEWS ZONE So there's no News Zone of this issue and so, once again, I bring you the news!
1: Yeah, we've done this a few times now, but while we're struggling with the lack of a News Zone, Dave has uh, found, back at the start of the year, (laughs) Dave found his old 1995 diary Mm -hmm. and we like to see how it syncs up as a sort of uh, replacement for news. So what have you got for us for March, Dave?
0: Well, at this point, I am just turning 13, right? Because my birthday is in March and so... The diary takes a turn for the 13 here, with a section which actually has a subtitle of Steamy Sex Scene. <laughs> Ooh, I thought it was just going to be
1: about finding hair in places where there wasn't any before.
0: No, no, this is going to be... We're getting into some interpersonal dramas here. People do a sex. They do one. So uh, in the final measure, I'm going to censor out the names, just in case they uh, <laughs> any of them listen and don't want to be identified for their steamy steamy relationship drama. So this is Tuesday, the 7th of March, 1995, written at 8.58pm, which is uh, quite early. I would normally write this at bedtime, but I'm getting in early because I'm excited. Clearly, I was going to say, there's something that had to be written down. Yeah, so, steamy sex scene. Today was ace. First of all, at break today. Yes. Yeah, oh, it's, already, it's already, <laughs> already... That's where it started, like... Well, first of all, at break today... Found out that a seventh year fancied him. Ooh. I know. She'd been going hi at him for weeks, but he never guessed. She asked him out and said she'd come round at dinner for the answer. He told and they both told me. Steamy. Then at, <laughs> then at dinner, I met who knew the girl. Her name was. <coughs> we had seen her go into the canteen already, so me and spied in there. Soon went and I went to sit with on the bench, and I saw her come out of the canteen. So I went to follow on behind and spy, but stopped me. He said something about a plan, and then I legged it. Jesus. I dunno. As I got round the canteen, she was going inside school. I pegged it, but she was gone. So when I got back, I, I, I don't know if I'm acting in accordance with or subverting the, the plan, plan. Yes. yeah. When I got back, I met and we all went to basic studies and she was there sat and tried to think of a line for who was playing the latest Now tape and doing a bloody good impression of shampoo. (laughs) Don't get confused, listeners. Not the substance you put on the hair, but the girls who go "Uh Uh-oh, we're in trouble. You remember them? Is this going to be a botanic? Probably not. I'm starting to wonder
1: if this is going to stay in here, Dave, honestly. Did you read it before you... No! This... no? Okay, you really... I think you need to proof these ahead of time to see if they're worth reading. I haven't got time for that sort of thing. Anyway, <laughs> Shush, this is sexy steamy. Clearly, clearly. Yeah, but I feel like a nasty
0: voyeur. Shush. Shut up, Chris. It's just getting good. Me Brown <laughs> started doing a giggle started doing a giggle meaning oh a giggle nudge meaning look at chatting up (coughs) apparently there's someone called (coughs) now she walked away (laughs) and it was then that (coughs) confessed he couldn't think of a chat up line oh yeah I forgot to say just before the basic studies move me and met her on the balcony and actually just asked her out for it and she said yes (laughs) so we figured they both said yes he doesn't need a line just say hi so he went over and she came out with a really sexy line. What she did was... She waved and said, uh, Yep, that's the excitement you turned the page for. Have you written that? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> yes.
1: Who's the... Who, what imaginary audience are you writing to? <laughs> Just me now, I think? Uh, well, it's working, <laughs> but, uh...
0: Embarrassed, she quickly turned to make sure me and <laughs> hadn't seen this. We had and were cracking up. Bummer, she had a comic relief meeting then. Tomorrow he's just gonna ask her out himself. Well, sex aside (laughs) Today I installed Pac-Man onto a disc. (laughs) Next day, Chris, the romance is over. Oh (laughs) jeez. Couldn't be asked to go and see (coughs) for dinner. Perhaps she'd already dumped him. I'll have to find out. He said that she'd come and ask to meet behind the bike shed after school. (laughs) Oh, matron, that is steamy. Yeah, right. Anything you say. Uh... I was standing in the queue for the bus home with when this happened. Yo, Yo, Dave. There she is. Who? (coughs) The one I was telling you about. And so, goes over to some girls at the back of the queue. Her? No. Her. Yes. Ah ha, ha 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 He then runs back to me, leaving <coughs> red in the face. You fancy her? No, she fancies I know who you fancy I don't anymore Ow She says she doesn't anymore. Well alright, but he fancies her though. Ah I know who fancies you. Ow! But is it true, or was she denying it out of pure embarrassment? Only (laughs) did say that he did see them behind the shed. When we asked him in geography if it was all over, he simply tapped his nose at us. And there we go. I just like the fact that I'm I'm opening on the title Steamy Sex Scene, and then absolutely nothing happens. That's just how I guess I was thinking when I was about to turn 13. You had sex on the brain, you did. Yeah. However, there is a little bit of Sonic in my actual birthday. Ooh. For my little bedside present. Oh, I'd forgotten about this. Yes, I went through a short phase of being able to convince my mum to let me have one little thing
1: <laughs>
0: to wake up to, you know, like a stocking. Yeah, You yeah. know? And it was a tiny etch sketch key ring, oh. a packet of Pogs, And the Fiverr Pack. Okay, so the Fiverr Pack was a thing I coveted. It was a Pogs product. Way! It was an ID. It was five whole entire pounds. And in it, you get, it says here, a Pogman fact file, a history of the game, 15 Pogs, two Keenies, and a Pog-tainer. Hang on, what's a Keenie? That was the hard colloquially known oh, the as the slammer but officially known as the oh, keeni.
1: i've genuinely never heard that it was always a slammer yeah, hawaiian
0: for uh, king ah from well, it's probably not is it but that was always what they used to say yeah no slammer was the slammer was the milk cap well no milk caps was the official you're not supposed to say pogs they went out of their way to say they're called yeah pog they are milk it's the same caps.
1: way you don't call lego brand construction bricks legos yeah. <laughs> they're pog brand milk caps
0: <laughs> but you also don't say lego brand construction bricks you say lego or Lego bricks, whereas you were supposed to say Pog Milk Caps, and we didn't. You don't call it a Lego. No, not one Lego. That's no, a, Lego a Lego brick. brick. That's what I got beside my bed. That's quite a haul for the side that's of the bed. Yeah, yeah
1: that's- And you were turning 13, which, as we have previously discussed, was
0: significant for some reason. Uh, yes, but not to me, so I don't think to my parents Maybe either. Maybe but- your mum still thought of it as significant. Maybe. Little day of becoming a man. Here's what I got anyway. I got the hand. That's a Mighty Max. That was a Mighty Max. Oh, yeah, I remember that Mighty Max. And the big one. Skull Mountain. No, already had Skull Mountain. This is past that. Dragon Island. Past that. What it says here is the Death Star. That's incorrect. But it was (laughs) called the Dread Star. The Dread Star. I wouldn't have been able to get the name. And it was the next one after Dragon Island. It was... The big centerpiece set. It was a spaceship which opened out and it had all these little red gribbly aliens stuck into pockets in the walls. It was brilliant. I got... Sonic 3. Here it is. Sonic 3. And Fantastic Dizzy and Cosmic Spacehead, my Dizzy cartridge. For your birthday. Yep. All this I know for your I birthday. I must have been good. This is ridiculous. This good. is contemptible. I have to turn this podcast off. I know it is. This is nigh on Tory, isn't it? I don't know what was happening <laughs> that year. <laughs> <laughs> uh, songs from Little Shop and The Mask. Two film soundtracks. No, I'm not done yet. The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy VHS Double Pack. Who, no, was
1: this all from your parents, or did multiple people provide these things? There will have
0: been grandparents and aunts and uncles, and I haven't delineated who provided what. Even so. Yes. Then it says, Harry's Gift. I have not a clue what Harry's Gift is. Harry's Gift? Well, so listeners, if you know what Harry's Gift was, write in. Yeah, yeah, let us know. Today, hubba, hubba. came over just in time for the second bus when I told him we were being driven in, because it was my birthday. So here I am, in pyjamas making up the Dreadstar, watching the Hitchhiker's Guide video. Typical. All before school? Oh yeah, I was having a good morning that day. Clearly. What time of the day did you get up at? Good question. Don't know. You were being driven in, so you had bought some time. Yes, exactly. To set up the Dreadstar. That meant I had at least half an hour to play with. Sweet, sweet half hour to play in the morning. So there you go. That's the news from school. We have a little bit of news from Sega. So our guest news droid this issue is Mean Machine Sega (laughs) because their headline news is very interesting to us. Chaos over Knuckles. Sega have ended the uncertainty and if-what-who-when questions surrounding a Sonic game on the 32X. Since the add-ons launch, Sega admitted to having two possible Sonic games in production, but unsure which, if any, will become a completed product. <laughs> Neither. <laughs> However... The unthinkable has not happened, and we are to get a Sonic title, although this time Knuckles is firmly the main star. Knuckles Ringstar oh. is a platform game in the familiar mould with a lot of scenery quite reminiscent of Sonic 3 and Sonic and & Knuckles. The characters and enemies also owe quite a bit to the previous titles, but this is the first title in which the superior qualities of the 32X hardware are showing through. This huge increase in colour capability makes Ringstar look stunningly detailed compared even to Sonic & Knuckles. And then, and they go on. There we go, that's the news right now, is that Knuckles Chaotix is about to come out, but doesn't have a name yet. I've never heard the star name before. No, I, that's completely news to me, I'm sure. Proper Sonic fans know it. Yeah, yeah. We're not. We never claim to be. No. (laughs) That's the thing. (laughs) We're very
1: very conscious of the fact that we're fans of this thing we're talking about. We're not Sonic
0: fans. (laughs) And then it says, um, after describing the, you know, springy chord play style of that, there's an interesting final paragraph here, which is, It's certainly novel, but Sega were concerned that it may prove too challenging for some. This is one area where months of playtesting will be ordered. So there you go. There was a, apparently still a bit of consternation in, uh, in-house in about whether that would go down well, and, and ultimately it kind of didn't. Yeah. Well, it was on the 32X. It never really had a chance, did it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but also, by most accounts, it's not a very good game.
1: You know, it's not in the grand scheme of things. It's really not that long till Chaotix make their appearance in STC.
0: No, when I was flipping through issues in the collection trying to find this issue, I thought I was in about the right place, and it had Mighty on the cover. I was like, no,
1: what? What? No, but it... It's not long. No, because that happens right after the end of the Sonic & Knuckles adaptation, so we're within spitting distance. So I wonder when will we learn about it
0: in our comic? And yet we don't have a name for the game yet, and it's about to happen in the comic. Wild mad times. Yeah, whenever
1: whenever games were put together on a month.
0: The Wild West, the, the dust hill zone of video game and comics production.
1: Just some advert. Advert. Just the of Over
0: the page, it's another Lego
1: advert. Now, I don't remember this Lego system. The Aquazone, mm. calling Aquanauts. Crystals ahead, but watch out for Aqua Sharks. And it's a kind of an underwater exploration theme of little little guys in uh, in in diving suits with little knives going to like find crystals.
0: Calling base. We've spotted the crystal. Send in the sub. Sub leaving base. Warning Aqua Sharks in the air The aquasharks are closing in. They've made a snatch. Yeah, but did
1: they get the crystal? The Aqua Sharks are actually like, uh,. Presumably, they're the baddies, the submarines. Uh-huh. Those look very much like the pilot cockpits in the front there. But yeah, yeah they don't they? Eyes and mouths on them. Yeah. yeah. The Aqua Shark Dart and the Aqua Shark Barracuda. We've got the Aquanaut DSRV 2.
0: <laughs> and we have the Aqua Dome 7. The
1: Aqua Dome is the big set, yeah. the big centerpiece set. And the Aquanaut Octopod as well. The goodies are yellow and black, and the baddies are blue and
0: red. Yeah vaguely recognize the general of of this and uh, (laughs) and so i've googled it and yeah there's one i might have had Ah. this looks like the sort of theme or system Hmm. where i know they
1: named captain roger right but you know how like all lego dudes have names now uh-huh. This feels like a really, like, look at this little cheeky-faced chappy with his little headband or something poking out oh, under the yeah. visor of his helmet. And a little flick I'll of bet hair. He, I'll bet he's got a name. He just a, looks like yeah. the kind of bloke who has a name. I'll bet this was one of their early voyages into creating a whole real fictional world. And yeah. Giving them names and shit.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at a couple of sets that I may have had. One of which I'm not sure what is called... And I'll try and find out. But it's like a big... It's its fashioned after a crab, but it's a vehicle. It's got what appears to be... It's covered in that luminous light green stuff. Ah, yes. That they used for sort of shields and covers and things. And then an, another one as well. Oh, come on. Where's that page gone that told me the name yeah, of Aquazon it? Yeah, Aquazone was the second
1: entirely new LEGO system theme after Pirates that was introduced after the three classics of Town, Castle and Really? Space. Yeah. It's... Uh, a bit, that's a bit wild, really, yeah. when you think about it, because it is such a a futuristic, uh, you know, it's like Town Castle Space Pirates, yeah, and then some kind of proprietary concept, yeah, as opposed to you know Town Castle Space Pirates, Ocean, yeah, you know they went Aquazone specifically was the name thing, not it. Yeah. There were five subthemes and it lasted until 1998. Aquanauts, Aqua Sharks, Aqua Raiders and Hydronauts were the and stingrays were the names of the various themes. I'm just determined to find out if this fella had a name. His name was Jock Clouseau. Oh my god. J O C K Clouseau. Wow. Didn't I tell you? Didn't he, mm. he looked
0: like somebody who yeah. had a name. <laughs> You don't get a little fashionable flick of hair without having a name. Without
1: having a bit of character attached to you. Exactly.
0: Yeah, it just looks pretty cool anyway. It looks like something of a transitional phase between those earlier sets and the the, the really cool stuff they did later on. But uh, still a Pirates Man, I'm afraid. Still still an early Pirates Man.
1: I truly don't know if there's ever been as great a Lego set as the Pirates Man.
0: There can't have been. There just can't have been.
1: (laughs) Sonic's World. Enter the Cybernick Part 3, written by Lou Stringer, art by Roberto Corona, Corona. colours by John M. Burns, and letters by Steve Potter. Robotnik arrives in the Emerald Hill Zone in a heavily armed Egomatic to eliminate Shorty, but the Cybernick's speed and power proves more than a match for him prompting him to reveal a special circuit-scrambling device that brings Shorty to his knees. But then, Sonic himself arrives to save Shorty's bacon, forcing Robotnik to retreat and allowing Shorty to destroy the circuit-scrambler. An impressed Sonic invites Shorty to join the Freedom Fighters, but the flattered Squirrel prefers to fight Robotnik on his own, in his own way, using the powers tragedy has given him for good, as Mobius' newest superhero, Short-Fuse the
0: Cybernik! Well, I love Robotnik's opening dialogue here. How dare the Cybernik disobey me! I will destroy him! Oh, I'm so angry!
1: <laughs> that's that is Stringer Robotnik very <laughs> yeah. specifically. Kitching wouldn't really put words like that in his mouth, but, ooh, but yeah, I'm so that, I,
0: angry. <laughs> I'm so I'm spitting there! Oh, I'm mad.
1: <laughs> I like a lot of Robotnik's uh, dialogue in this. You know, like uh, Short Fuse is like, um, I'm not going to be able to get out of this suit. This Robotnik sealed me in this suit permanently, and that's something he's going to regret. And then Robotnik comes swooping in and goes, "That's big talk from a defect." Real proper action yeah. movie lines, you know. And then Short Fuse rips the sh out of him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's really stating his high concept here, you know. I'm this year's top of the range super bad nick, but turn good. I'm your worst nightmare. I'm the
0: bad nick you should never have created. Whee. And he just actually starts, starts peeling, to... just ripping metal sheets yeah. off the egomatic, the robotics in, to get to him.
1: That's cool as
0: shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it's like he's peeling the shell off the egg and he's going to rip the globby albumin out. Oh no, I'm stopping.
1: Don't you realise that any planetary dictator worth his salt always has a
0: plan B? Mm, yeah. And he zaps him with the scratch. Yeah, and it just, I'm not sure I like Shorty's little open mouth hinge as he goes flipping upside down.
1: Oh, I never really noticed it, yeah. You mm, don't really um, imagine Shorty as having a mouth on. No, do you? I,
0: I, no, I would have said he didn't have one because he's just because his yeah. head is always angled kind of downwards so you just see like the pipes of the Bottom of his head making the cheeks of yeah. the squirrel shape.
1: Well, look back on page two there in the panel on the middle at the bottom of the page where there's a sort of. No! There's a lump that I guess implies That's the, the, closed the shape of a jaw. Yeah. But then it actually opens on the next page and it comes down almost like a kind of like a big metal. Yes,
0: it's not hinging open and closed like a like a Pac-Man. It's going up and down. Yeah, up and down like a puppet. Like when you
1: open a Pez (laughs) dispenser. Yeah, it's like it's it's just sort of flapping up and down like an old ventriloquist's dummy or Captain Pugwash or something where it's just a whole separate piece for the mouth that doesn't form sheets. It's just open and closed. Yeah. (laughs) I
0: don't know if we'd ever
1: see that again.
0: <laughs> well, we know. I think we've already discussed the little yellow strip that is meant to represent his sort of buck teeth. Probably that goes Ooh. away eventually, doesn't it?
1: I'm not sure if it goes away or if it oh. just sort of generally recedes over time as <laughs> artists miss the reference they have to work with.
0: Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Sort of
1: game a telephone as it's... Look. But uh, we'll keep an eye on it. Shorty's mm. Toothwatch. That's our new, uh, <laughs> our new thing to keep an eye out for. <laughs> them. I haven't got much to say about this. No, to be honest. I, I would either.
0: say some of the wind is slightly taken out of the Shorty sails by the appearance of Sonic to basically save the day. Yes,
1: the fact that Sonic is actually the one who beats yeah. Robotnik and not Shorty. He just shows
0: up and goes yeah. like, well, I'm here now and just starts beating Robotnik for him.
1: If they had worked
0: together to even if it was just a simple, the
1: two of them strike the final blow mm. together as one, you know, two punches uh, simultaneously. Mm. But really, Sonic takes out Robotnik while Shorty crushes the Circus yeah. scrambler and it's like, ooh, you see, any kind." just build another one you know very cartoon logic mm. there you know kitching work has, has a we i mean not a great story but sonic no more was a great example of how kitching didn't work to that kind of logic and would you know kitching wouldn't would have come up with something else here where uh there's no no clear reason he shouldn't just be able to build another one
0: but that's always my thing whenever in fact we had it earlier when um in the first episode shorty smashed a computer and that meant that now they couldn't do something with it like that, that's a trope that i always whenever anyone crushes the handset or shoots a computer or shoots a lock on a door and that opens the door it's like no that's not what that is like that's that's not it.
1: well no i mean no no he tried like the, the he tried to smash the computer to stop the uh badnik conversion process but didn't oh work. it didn't
0: work oh there you go then so that so that agrees no, no, with me they then. were still badnikified
1: but the damage he did did mean that it didn't work properly then when it was his turn to be programmed and
0: that's mm, okay all right. okay yeah yeah but anyway that trope yeah. of shooting a laser into the computer or oh, punching yeah. the computer yeah. that that shouldn't actually stop the operation of the the OS, the CPU, and the motherboard somewhere else it shouldn't be affected yeah, yeah. by smashing a keyboard, you know, and a monitor. Or, you know, I shot you with this
1: freeze ray. Oh no, somebody has destroyed the gun that I used to shoot you <laughs> yes. with the freeze ray, and therefore the freeze ray is exactly. undone somehow. It's exactly the same yeah. thing as
0: if you threw a boomerang out of a window, closed the window, and expected the boomerang not to come back. <laughs> well i do really love this panel on
1: the top of the last page Mm. everybody looks so soft and so happy and so round look how happy porker lewis i don't i genuinely don't think porker lewis has ever looked that happy in his
0: goddamn life nope not when he was a little whiny scaredy boy not when he was fighting and there he is totally content everyone's got their Hands in their pockets. Johnny's stood in front of him. Look how adorable
1: Amy looks there Amy on the side. Amy looking
0: great, yeah.
1: Oh, she's so squidgy. And Johnny Lightfoot just chilling out. Hands in, as you say. Hands in pockets. And
0: is that Amy in her game costume again?
1: Yeah, she's back in her, uh, her regular Yeah, That's bed.
0: a surefire way to make Amy look cute and little. And It's all circles.
1: It's all circles. Circles for the shoulders. Circles for the... The whole torso is just a round circle. It's just yeah. exotic, but Sonic. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I suppose I never really thought about that. Is it when they changed Amy's mm. outfit
0: she stopped having a circle body. Like, something yes. really, didn't she? Yes, suddenly it's a jumper that has to fit a child type thing, it
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I never thought about it it that
0: way before. And it's because they're trying to draw a design on the front a lot of the time, and so you need that flat surface. You know, we've
1: talked in previous chapters of this story about how short fuse's remit going forward is that he is a superhero, but that we hadn't really got there yet. And the end of this story is that. Mm. It is that he must walk alone in this world to use the powers that fate has cursed him (laughs) with. for good hopper the rabbit from earlier stories is like wait this is your home you can't leave i must i've got to use my powers to fight for freedom and justice and (laughs) stuff so this is when it really comes in clearly like textually the deal is we've got a superhero here
0: yeah yeah what an interesting addition to the comic i'm glad it works well when it because you know going forward this never spoils the comic but it could have That dynamic. Yeah, yeah, it really could have. I mean, because before issue 100, they start
1: doing a lot of superhero spoof stuff that I never felt, like, fitted. It was all just too on the nose, and there was no... There were no... I mean, when I say superhero spoof stuff, what I mean is, that's an animal dressed as Spider-Man. Here Mm. are some monkeys that look like Mm. the X-Men. It was, yeah. And I never enjoyed it. (laughs) And it just seemed weird and unnecessary and uh, but but short views yeah it's what would a superhero in the world i mean sonic we've had this discussion already but well
0: but this is what i mean and in this conversation i'm allowing that sonic is a superhero or superhero analog he is a super powered hero and he has to be the main thing and for this for there now suddenly to be a superhero an iron man working in the same world Yes, a comic book superhero
1: if you will yes
0: there was the chance for that idea to either need to take over the role of savior of mobius or for the whole thing not to work and for it to feel stupid and it didn't do either somehow they managed to strike a good balance i think i think that's my memory i I think the big part of it was Yeah, this decision to have him be off on his own so that he didn't
1: step Mm. on Sonic's uh, toes. And, of course, the next time we'll... Well, no, maybe it's not the next time we'll see Short Fuse, but the next time Short Fuse gets a serial, that's when we meet Techno. And I realize now, Techno is what we sort of, like, culturally refer to as Short Fuse's guy in the chair. Oh! She's his tech guy. Oh, really? That's what she was oh yeah. right okay okay well i look forward to seeing that yeah i've never unpacked it like that no. before <laughs> to be honest like when i was reading it i don't think i really picked no. up on it i didn't read short fuse as a no. caped superhero using the no, powers that the radioactive spider bite had tragically subjected upon him to do good in this miserable world
0: no. you know i wouldn't have got the reference don't feel sorry for
1: me save it for robotnik is our closing line and that's pretty good too. <laughs> that's to <me>. great. <laughs> I really like Short Fuse. He names himself at the end. Short Fuse, the cybernick. Oh, it's good. Yeah, don't give it a whole big speech, big brain. You're going to tell us about how we got to use our powers for the benefit of all mankind. Exactly right, Ben. (laughs) And I'll call myself Mr. Fantastic. (laughs) Just the beginning. Watch out for more cybernick action in STC. Yeah, unlike Captain Plunder, like we've had Grimer and we've had Captain Plunder, But with short fuse, this feels like really the first time where a character has been introduced with the intent of taking him off on his own. Yeah. We debated it earlier, you know, and we'll See in a minute, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, he feel you yeah, he was just like a, a guest character in Sonic who has weirdly and surprisingly been spun off. The, the real implication, the vibe you get here at the end is yeah, this is a guy who's going to go on to have some more stories of his own. This is not just somebody who lives in Sonic's orbit. This is a hero who could have his own adventures, yeah. which works in a comic with multiple strips. Yeah, it As does. As opposed to you know Jeffrey St John and Doc. You know what? No, never mind. I'm not <laughs> going <gonna lay> to <laughs> lay into it
0: again. There's <laughs> no point. K-Zo. K-Zo. Well, of course, there's not very much to say about the Q-Zone, it's the Lion King Special Part 2, but to give you an idea of what it sounds like when you try and write a walkthrough of a platform game, Simba's Destiny, level 7. Start by going, left, up, right, up, left, down, right, cut rock from vine, down, left, cut rock from vine, left, up, right, up, left, down, right, down, cut rock from vine, it goes on. No, finish it, read the whole thing. Left up, right up, cut rod from vine. Left up, left and down to end. So there you are. If you're stuck on that level, absolutely friggin' gripping (laughs)
1: stuff. And then you get to the top tips section at the end, and the top (laughs) tips are one, turn on the easy mode, and two, come back next issue for a cheat. (laughs) That's it. Like that's it. That's all. I'll tell you what. I'll
0: give it one thing. This is useful to me now, or at least next time I want to play the game because. I never figured out how to beat Scar at the end of the game. I did it. I did it over no. and over again, but I never figured out how because it's reliant on this weird little mechanic where you suddenly have these new moves that you've never had before in the game. Oh. Right. Where you're so, or at least maybe when you're fighting the hyenas, but you don't really know what they are. There's this whole thing where you kind of go up to him and kind of give him a little pummel, and you're like, "Well, no, how did that?" And then you have to get him to the edge of the cliff, and just like in the film, you have to throw him up and over and off the cliff. And I don't know how. It's not. That's not something you've done for the rest of the game, or if you have. Again, you have to press down B and C simultaneously. That's what it says, it says here. here. And this now I know. I can look this up next time I want to do it. I didn't remember at the time, so I was just hammering buttons and like not getting it right. So there we go. If you want to beat either Scar or Level Seven Simba's Destiny, thanks to ZCP, now you know how. Just some adverts! Just the page of adverts! Page of adverts! Ah! It's Pocket Shockers! Handfuls of horror you bring to life. Collect them all! Yeah, it's a free Pocket Shockers offer, which is exclusive to Argos. If you collect six Shocker stamps from Cages of Rage packs, then you can... (laughs) (laughs) I... I've never seen these before, and they look like just the sort of thing I would like. Pocket shockers. If you had shown me this
1: eh, a <laughs> couple of months ago, I would have been in exactly uh-huh. the same place you are, Dave. Wouldn't have had a clue. Okay. But, right. funny coincidence, <laughs> famous youtube Ashens oh, yeah. Did a video about these A couple of months ago Did he And I was watching it And I was going oh, I've never heard of these I haven't a clue what they are Let's have a watch of this And he wheels them out One after the mm-hmm. other And I'm like Gosh Well that's very interesting Hmm Look at that hmm. Then he pulls out one That's <laughs> a disembodied green foot And I was like Holy <laughs> sh** I owned that uh- Ah! So I had one of these. It's not pictured in this particular advert. Is it not? I think it must have been one of these smaller ones. These must be a larger one. Yeah. But yeah, pocket shockers were like little as we said earlier like horror Halloween themed uh, gizmos and gadgets. They were little figures that uh, sat on a base and they were operated by a magnet hmm. from underneath. You slid there was a magnet I think it was built into the base and you could uh, slide the magnet around underneath the base. And when it crossed under or interacted with the figure, the figure uh, twitched and moved. It had parts that moved as the magnet uh, pulled on them. Right. For instance, there's a skull here. And I'm sure the skull chattered open and closed when you wiggled the magnet on it. It's
0: definitely the one that I'm focusing on.
1: And this is where this line, handfuls of horror you bring to life, comes from. And I had this foot. And it's not just that I had this foot. It's that I had this foot in recent memory. And I have no idea no. where it is. I can't even swear it was in this house that I last held this foot. It could have been. It could have been when I worked in the comic shop. It came out of some old box of rubbish. I don't know. I can't. I've no idea. Huh. But it was a. It was a little foot. It was a green Frankenstein-like disembodied foot. And when the magnet came under it, it the toes would wiggle or the bone would jut up and down out of the severed ankle. Stuff like that. <laughs> Yeah, and like a lot of things back then, a lot of these weird collectible style things, there was one you could only get by posting away, getting proofs of purchase off of the package uh. and then posting away. Six shocker stamps, which were the proofs of purchase you get from the Cage of Rage packs, and you could send away for the exclusive pocket shocker, Head Honcho, which is a little uh, headless horseman type guy, a little guy who's had his uh, head chopped off and he's holding his head in his hand with a, a ball and chain attached to him. And I presume, you know, whenever you ran the magnet under him, the head bobbled and chatted. Go up and down a bit, hands. yeah. And here we have uh, Argos giving you your first four stamps free, and you cut them out of the comic. And oh, so-
0: yeah, that's not bad. That means you only need one cage of rage to get the uh, the rest. Because apparently you got two stamps with every cage yeah. of rage. So a cage of rage. Chris said that the bases were what had the magnet in. Mm. They're not just a little platform. They are very themed little tight. Not a play set exactly, but like as themed as you can be to just be a platform. Mm. So I think they're called cages of rage because they literally enclose. The yeah. the figure as it were. You
1: can't get the figure out, obviously, but they fully enclose it. Whereas, as I recall, it the foot just had a, a flat base that it sat on top of. It oh, wasn't an, right, an enclosure. It was just a smaller base. So I think they were the smaller size class of figure, but. Ashens did a video on these, so if you want to watch it, that's where you'll see lots and lots of them lined up.
0: In my reading, it seems like they were meant to be a a collectible figure first, and then these bases were just sort of like what comes in the set with it. And they're very themed, so like the skull one is like in a little attic, and it's like a beam along the top with what looks like one of those little lights you put on your attic, and cobwebs stretching down to yeah. make a sort of tent over the skull. But the best one is this one on the left where it's like a sea creature and the cage is like, you know, pink tentacles of some kind of kraken or something.
1: Yeah. And obviously they each come with two cards as well. I don't know oh, exactly yeah. Gotta why. Oh, yeah, got to have cards. Eat, but,
0: uh... Yeah, no pogs, but two cards, so all is not lost presumably there was a game you could play with the cards
1: or something probably not actually maybe this was back whenever toys were still interested in presenting you with character
0: yeah and that was what i wanted out toys so i would have loved these and i think uh, this may be just more evidence that i was now like one year too old for this sort of thing yeah i I know i've just said i got a big mighty max set for my birthday but that was something i'd already been collecting this was a new thing that i that and it simply never crossed my path i say
1: i had one of these what i should say is one of these lived in our house right probably belonged to one of my brothers but yeah there was one but it's as i say if if it hadn't been for that ashen's video i wouldn't know what they were either because and i wouldn't have realized that i actually owned one
0: well there's a nice coincidence (laughs) Captain Plunder and his Sky Pirates, part 1, written and drawn by Nigel Kitchen, letters by Elliot Fell. Captain Plunder and his crew board Robotnik's airship, the Robotnikus, in the midst of the evil Doctor's birthday party. However, after the scurvy swabs loot the ship's vault, then return to their own vessel and speed off, they realize they've accidentally left their captain behind, and that Plunder is now in the clutches of Dr. Robotnik yeah yeah so captain plunder got a strip oh i'm so happy
1: and this isn't even the only time he'd get a strip no
0: and it's uh, what we've got here is we've just got a bit of a double nigel you know i like me a bit of a double Yeah. and here is one it's exactly what i want to find at the back of an stc i just want to give nigel some pages don't care what they're about <laughs> it's in the decap attack spot. Yeah. Well, not where the second
1: decap attack spot was, oddly enough, but the first decap attack spot. It's the cooldown, it's the little silly wind down yeah. after yeah. three yeah, strips right. of action. <laughs> yeah. You don't notice it's five pages mm. long as well. Normally, the fourth strip yeah, is around right, four man. pages.
0: We got an extra page of comic in this issue. Well, we're spoiled for content, and it's not because there are any ads missing. There's millions. This story takes place shortly before Captain Plunder's appearance in this yes, issue. Yes, a little Sonic caption story.
1: We're just reliably assured by a caption. Yeah.
0: I'm just going to have to zoom straight in on the big panel at the top of page two. It's great. It's. Great, it's just a big panel. It's one of those where it's actually, like, the whole page. It's one of those where it's the background, and then any panels that exist on the page are like, also here's a panel, but the whole background. On top of, yeah. And it takes up slightly more than the top half of the page, and all it is is it's Captain Plunder's ship, and they're just, you know, sending their hooks, firing their hooks towards the... Firing their their harpoons. harpoons. (laughs) Their boarding lines. But it's just such a good drawing something about the fact mm. that the ship is like it's not like it's a simple silhouette and yet it screams look at this no, silhouette no. well it's been block colored it's been uh
1: yeah it's got heavy shadow yep. on the figures it's been block colored then with like the yellow light of the setting sun just coming up hitting the base of it as well it's a, re- it's a really nice sp- work, and there's yeah. bits
0: and bobs coming off the ship all over the place there's millions of little pipes and cannons and you know little telescopes and all sorts of bits and bobs everywhere. And, of course, it's crawling with pirates. They're all clambering around. There's loads of them sticking up out of the boat itself. There's loads of them clambering about in the rigging. Lots of parrots for some reason. Multiple parrots. All sorts of different creatures this time,
1: huh? too. The pirates were all rats oh, yeah. the last time we saw them in the Sonic Terminator. Now we've got pigs and baboons and stuff. trapdoor-looking blobs.
0: <laughs> yes, and there's a, at least one rabbit. Yeah. It, 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 oh, oh. I've, look. I already said once this issue that I'm feeling all piratey at the moment because of that pirate ship. (laughs) I'm getting my fix right here. This is what I want. And it just looks great. So it's that Robotnik has invited a load of... What are they? Are they underlings or are they like other evil world leaders? Bados. It doesn't matter. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Fellow
1: fiends. One of them here says Robotnik's doing a great job because his chemical plant makes a fortune now that he doesn't have to pay his (laughs) workforce, you know. My badnik troopers make excellent slave drivers.
0: By the way, they're all sitting with, like, little wine glasses. So this is a gathering of the top bad people. <laughs> yeah.
1: But they're all dressed like Mad Max rejects. Yes. With, like, harnesses and studded shoulder
0: pads. Of course they are, yes. <laughs> and spikes. Yes. It's nice when you see Nigel drawing a Nigel, because it's like... We know this is what he meant. <laughs> There's no room for interpretation a, here between what...
1: The purity of the <laughs> intent. Right, you swabs, you know what to do. Anybody fouls up and they'll find themselves swinging from the yard arm before sunset. Pilch with me. You know, Captain, now that I'm a ghost, I love this pirate life more than ever.
0: If I'd have known that, I'd have shot you years ago. <laughs> <laughs> and they, yep, they immediately capture him. And demand his treasure. We know you're carrying treasures
1: all stolen from the people of Mobius.
0: You mean my taxes? And those are in inverted commas and everything. I love when Robotnik drops a line like on this
1: next page. He takes them to the vault and it says there are Mm. only two keys. One's where they've left and one's where they're going. So there's no way in. And then he says, I am a cautious man, pirate. And it's like, ooh, that's, yeah, just a little, uh, no comedy in that. Just a little air of menace. Yeah, that is
0: just something clever that he's done.
1: You've never been robbed by a ghost. And Filch walks through the door of the vault. Oh, you know about vaults. They were designed to be devilish hard to be opened up from the outside, but not from the inside. And the robot next like, well, it's no use him being inside if he can't touch anything. Oh, you may think, <laughs> that. but Filch, he's one of them polvery, uh no, uh, pol- um, pol- poltergeists, captain. And hey, that's it, the kind of ghosts that can move <laughs> things about. And Filch pulls the door release and i love i adore how badly a robotnik is losing his rag in these panels when filch walks through and the door swings open the entire face is fallen down his eyes are doing crazy cartoon spirals of despair and (laughs) nigel
0: is the first person to convincingly draw robotnik from kind of behind
1: Do you know, do you know, as far as the Robotnik from behind thing goes with the mustache overlapping the lip and everything, someone, it was on Twitter a little while ago, somebody finally made me realize what looks so wrong about that, that I've I've somehow never Uh registered before that. And I think it it looks okay here because the whole back half of his head is Mm -hmm. covered in Mm -hmm. dark shadow. So you don't really pick up on it.
0: He doesn't have any ears. Yes! All this time, we've never noticed that, have we?
1: Never noticed that Robotnik doesn't no. have ears. So
0: he's just got this weird sort of domey, pointy Flesh head. Flesh Yeah. And of course, yeah. that's simply because, you know, the early artists would have not in the sprites and stuff his mustache just covers up his ears. He has got ears. Doctor Eggman had ears. Well, well, no. I mean, this isn't based on a sprite. No, but I mean, in early STC, he didn't have ears then either.
1: Oh yeah. Well, I don't. I couldn't. I couldn't tell you if he had ears or I not. I think have to get them out I'm to check.
0: pretty sure he didn't because I remember it being, and I think this was what was discussed on Twitter, a sort of surprise when we saw like Japanese Eggman stuff, and he had ears, and it's like, oh. Oh, he's got it like it was this extra bit of design because they were covered up by the mustache the most of the time i
1: definitely have to get out early issues to check but i i wonder if he has ears on the animation
0: model i, wonder. She, I don't know but i don't it think just so. seems like such a uh,
1: and yet it took us and took us till now to realize
0: it yeah yeah that's balmy isn't it yeah
1: <laughs> so that's why Robotnik looks weird from behind in that panel from 15 issues ago <laughs> anyway back to this This is great. (laughs) Yes, this is great. The pirates go back to the ship and they thank Sonic on a view screen for giving him the information about Robotnik's ship. Because this this was their agreement way back when, Mm. was that Sonic and the Freedom Fighters would provide them with information about which of Robotnik's ships were carrying the good stuff. (laughs) And uh, the pirates would help them out whenever they could. And uh, uh, they kind of (laughs) whitewash their last little affair after that business with the Chaos Emeralds. You're lucky I'm still helping you. Oh, yeah, because, yeah, we didn't point that out, did we? Yeah, no, the pirates are back to normal. Obviously, last time we saw the pirates, they'd been turned into hippies. Oh, was that the last time? Yeah, oh, right. by having the Chaos Emeralds absorb all of their piraticalness. So before this happens, one of the pirates says, there's half a dozen badniks coming in off the starboard bow, Captain. And then Plunder says, back to the ship and quick about it. I'll catch you up. And then we cut to later and they realize that he didn't catch them up. <laughs> yeah, I thought <laughs> oh, so he was with you. Well, slap me vitals! <laughs> we must have left him behind! Slap me vitals. <laughs> slap me vitals. Love it.
0: And then, yeah, the last panel is... He's still on a robotic ship, and there is... Surrounded
1: by trooper band. Yes. Yeah. Next, the oh. trial of Captain Plunder. There is a joke in the next issue that has lived in my heart oh, okay. for 25 years. <laughs> I look forward to finding out what it is. Oh, it's wonderful stuff, isn't it's, it? Yeah. It's, like, it's so... Captain Plunder got a strip. It's so weird. Like when you really step back and look at it, how weird is that? Uh,
0: Yes, I wonder how it happened. Perhaps I'll ask him because, like, what the the best? Because I can't imagine that like the editors are like, oh, you've got to do a Captain Plunder strip. Yeah, he must have sold them on it, right? All I can think is that he sold them. Yeah, either he pitched them a Captain Plunder strip, or they just did go. I give Nigel the last five pages. What do you want to do? You know, which is a safe bet as far as I'm concerned. It's
1: funny as well because, like, every time we've talked about how Sonic the Comic generally has a much, 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 much smaller roster of famous original characters who played significant yeah. roles in the plot as compared to Archie, we always say it's Grimer, mm-hmm. Techno, mm-hmm. and Short Fuse, yeah. and then maybe Captain Plunder. Yeah. But it turns out Captain Plunder, <laughs> like went off and got his own strip before basically anybody. Yeah. It's so weird. By the way, I do love the uh, the graphic design at work on the title bar. You almost don't notice that it's shaped
0: like a sword. I didn't notice that it was shaped like a, it's a cutlass. Yeah, you see? Like, yeah.
1: Oh, that's good. The blade of the cutlass is the the, the yeah. main body of it on top of which the
0: uh, title and the logo and Captain Plunder's face are superimposed. Because you'd be forgiven for thinking it was a sail of a ship. Were it not for uh, yeah. the fact that the pommel of the sword is where they've put the, the credits in. They've tucked the credits in the little round here. Yeah, yeah, but it kind yeah. of looks like a little, you know, just a graphic design circle coming out of this sail until you look mm. at it more closely it's like, oh no, that's great.
1: But the fact they've put the big starburst yes. over the top does kind of interrupt the lines a bit, so it'll probably be a bit clearer yeah. next yeah, issue. We'll see, yeah, because yeah, it issue. says new series. I don't inside. even remember how many parts this is. It um, must be three or four at least. I can't imagine it's loads. Well, doesn't matter anyway because there'll be more. There'll be more! of these somehow Yay! it's it's like you would have i mean i do i remember think it being surprised this was happening mm. uh enjoying it but then being even more surprised when they did more of them because <laughs> it really seemed like a sort of fun jaunty one-off yeah, you know? yeah
0: like the Mega Droid comic or the robotnik comic. in the
1: same sort of way i was a little surprised about how they kept making more sonics worlds
0: yeah gosh do you know what i've just realized what
1: we haven't said it. We've just realized it. What? Three Sonic strips, one one Sega Superstars. Oh, yeah. Didn't register it at all. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. The comic is, this is, well, we've said it, this was the year when mm. this started happening. Yeah. I wonder, now, is there ever a point again where it's two Sonics, two Superstars, half and half, or is it always three Sonics, one Sega Superstar from now on? We'll have to keep mm. an eye on it. We will we normally save the pictures to the last but i've just had a big realization i just made the joke at the way back up at the top of the episode about it they didn't do anything for saint patrick's day oh look but yeah (laughs) in fact daniel baldwin from southport and merseyside has given us dr o robotnik sporting his saint patrick's day outfit
0: uh you see sorry daniel You should have put Dr. Obotnik. That would have been better. Well, he didn't write that No, true, true. (laughs) To
1: be honest, I'm not sure if that's what it is. Um, yeah. He's just drawn Robotnik in a green shirt tie and cardigan?
0: Yes, there's something going on. There's all sorts of little designs all over the top, but it's kind of difficult to make them out because they're, you know, dark pen on dark green pen. But like...
1: Arrows and maybe what looks like a musical note? Yes, I'm not sure.
0: They they just seem
1: to be... There's a bit of a Christmas jumper vibe to it. I
0: wondered if it might be a Christmas jumper or not, but there's nothing explicitly Christmas... Yeah. that might be a bit of holly at the bottom but that's all if so i'm not sure what's going on up on the shoulders either no is that just a hand he's got strapped to his shoulder it looks like a little
1: hand but anyway stc's read of it is that it's green yes therefore it's his st patrick's day outfit <laughs> and then mark evis from Huntingdon has i've literally only just put the connection together now because i'm so distracted by the weirdness of it is sonic the green spider the emphasis, not mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, not only is green written in green, but it is underlined. This is Sonic. Now, mark you. Yes. Not so- Now, Now you might be thinking it's Sonic the Spider. Not Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, not Sonic the Hedgehog. Not Sonic not the Spider. Sonic the spider. No.
1: It's a drawing of Sonic as a spider. Not
0: Sonic the Spider. No, 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 no. This is Sonic the Green, the spider. green spider. Mark that down in your copybook. And it's exactly what you think it is. It's Sonic's head,
1: Sonic's body, and... um eight pipe cleaners yeah. sticking out of his body and, and that's it and it's and he's, and green. he's not looking happy and about he's it. he's hanging off a web and it's so weird but yeah it turns out that they actually did go for a green saint patrick's day themed uh, artwork on the speed lines page after all and i didn't even notice it And they made the joke at the start oh well Just there you go about they don't let any holiday pass them by
0: do they i mean it's a bit of a stretch they had to really reach into their there to look for anything green <laughs> but yeah <laughs> so we've got three letters yeah we've got one here from simon gentle this is Bumper Cartoons, is the headline for this. Dear Megadroid, me and my sister really enjoyed STC-41's Bumper Issue. My favourite story was Marco's Magic Football, but my sister preferred Amy. Strict gender divide there. They were conforming to that. Are there any plans for them to return in the future? That's Simon Gentle, Retford, Nottingham, Mega Drive owner, Sonic Water Fun Game winner. Megadroid says, that depends, I. Si. Sai, just going straight in, assuming it's all right to call him Sai.
1: Yeah, just familiarity from Megadroid there.
0: On whether any other like-minded boomers feel the same as you and your sis, watch this space. Well, we've got plenty of Amy. Yeah, the sister would wind up very happy, but no more Marco. No. I did uh, have
1: a grimace at this I one.
0: I just think this is amazing.
1: Flint stoned, the the banner is. Angry Katie Mason yeah. from uh Leicester, Suffolk writes in, how can Carl Flint call himself an artist? Oh, he makes Sonic and Tails look like infants. Oh. You may be sitting in luxury with all that money you're oh. making, Carl, oh. but once in a while concentrate on drawing some decent artwork.
0: Oh my goodness, that is rude.
1: I swear to like, I thought maybe this was going to wind up being from Sarah Rose, uh, noted complainer, <laughs> Sarah Rose, who has sent several letters into the comic at this point.
0: Sarah, old fashioned.
1: Complaining about the quality of the art. Yeah. <laughs> Megadroid replies are all the infants in Suffolk hairy then <laughs> <Yeah>. angry <laughs> and uh, you know that normally that might be where they leave it but I love this extra line he adds oh on. this is great listen to this STC rang Droid Flint on his mobile but his personal masseur said he was too busy having his legs waxed to come in yes
0: <laughs> Oh, not that? And also, right, mobile is in inverted commas. His mobile. That's the
1: thing. Yeah, it's in inverted commas.
0: And at first, you're just like, okay, they rang him, and then you realise, no, that's part of. That's the part
1: of the gag. That's part of the status symbol gag that he's of so Carl rich Flint that he has a yeah. mobile.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Brilliant! That is Love rude. It. I don't know why they printed that. I hope Carl Flint found it funny before they printed it. I know,
1: right? You'd like <laughs> to think they ran
0: it by him. Yeah. <laughs> Next one is, New Age STC. Dear Megadroid, my dad suggested that STC should be put on a cartridge and inserted into a console. This would enable the viewer to listen to a running commentary while watching visuals on the screen at the same time. From Michael Gay of Rugal East Staffordshire. Megadrive owner, Sonic Waterfun Fun game winner. And Megadroid replies, I thought that old type Humes were supposed to be baffled by modern technology, Michael. Well, genuinely quite forward thinking there. Motion comics, eh? They had
1: their five minutes in the sun. Everybody realized they were a bit wank and they don't make them anymore.
0: (laughs) That's right, but they do make running commentaries. And that's what we're providing for you today. That's true. So just put this podcast on while flipping through a comic and you'll get very much the experience that Michael Gay was after.
1: Find the bits wherever we do the voices. Yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of another issue. Uh, Next issue, we're going to hang out with Captain Plunder. And we've got a bit of art from next issue. And I remembered this is the story where we made it. There he is, hanging there. Okay, we'll tell
0: you about him next time.
1: Well, the drawing is of Captain Plunder. It's called Hang Out because it's Captain Plunder in a dungeon, chained to a wall where he is dangling. And there is a little black and white Felix the Cat looking dude dangling next to him. And yes, you will hear more about that. I am amazed. It's so soon. I was just so
0: surprised yeah. to believe it. Yeah. I would have said another year until him.
1: New series. Teals is back in Zone Runner Two, so that's still three Sonics, yeah. one Shinobi. Mm-hmm. See what happens after that. Plus Sonic Pyramid Power, Shinobi, more mystery from the Orient. Stop saying that. <laughs> STC Forty Eight, a
0: refreshing chain to other comics like a dungeon's chain (laughs)
1: like a chain like a bird's (laughs) chain Histor. on sale saturday 18th of march 1995 1.15 still still
0: still yeah there you go listeners that's it we've had another issue of this comic aren't you (laughs) glad (laughs) oh it's so
1: unassuming Um, but really you know we've just begun sonic and knuckles we've ended short fuse and released him into the world <laughs> and captain plunder has started a strip yeah what a weird conglomeration of of strange yet significant things
0: yeah to thrust us into this in what felt to a 13 year old like you know plenty into the year but to me now like still very much the start of 1995's big bananas sonic the comic stuff that's going to come out this year some of the stuff that comes out this year it's, it's-, it's- you know, here it still comes; it's still about to happen, which suggests it's all going to happen in a great big explosion of stuff throughout the summer, and oh, that'll be fun.
1: That's what it felt like back then. Yeah. You know, because we got the Sonic and Knuckles adaptation. I, yeah. I feel like we keep harping on that, but you don't understand. <laughs> no, guys. If you weren't there, you do not understand. It is the it is, it is the story normies talk about. <laughs> and by normies I mean people who aren't Sonic fans but are on Twitter <laughs> you know it is the story normal people who haven't thought about this mm. comic in 20 years remember as the story yeah. it's it, it's very difficult to explain we've got that coming, but then that's going to be followed in rapid succession by Chaotix mm-hmm. the Brotherhood of Metallics mm-hmm. Brutus is going to I mean these are, I'm describing things that are very specific stories but like the redesign of the comic will happen soon after that too you know and that felt like a huge thing
0: yeah yeah I'm not really looking forward to that. I wasn't. I've never been keen on the redesign because maybe just because it, you know, closes the door on an era I really liked or something. Maybe, but we'll see. I did always prefer
1: the original Megadroid design. Oh, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Oh god, yeah. We'll do that when it happens. We've ended a few of these at this point, going, "Oh, the yeah. stuff that's coming!" Whoa. And it's like, okay, we better get out, change the record <laughs> at this point. Like, just trust us. Yes. Keep listening. Keep reading yes. along if you are. <laughs> Good times are coming.
0: Well, good times are here. Yeah, and we'll see you soon with more They're of really They're only going to keep getting better. In future issues to come. In the meantime, if you like this, if you like what you hear, you want to support it, you can do that. You can pop over to patreon.com forward slash stctp and you can get the exclusive content that we do for you. It's exclusive. It's content. It's video. You can see us. Blither it on! Chris has got a light specially. You want to see this stuff? Yeah. (laughs) You can see me properly now. (laughs) Yeah! And uh, so what we're doing over there is we're going through the Martin Adams books. We're seeing what's in them, cracking them open, having a little look. The books that came at about the same time as, or arguably slightly before STC, one of the first Sonic Fictions ever printed those books, and we see what's in them. What's different about what we've come to expect. By the time
1: you are hearing this, we will have finished the first one, and we will be
0: gearing up for the second. The second one, which is the one we've been mentioning right from the start, Sonic in the Fourth Dimension. The one,
1: the one we've been talking for for nearly two years now. Still good.
0: And with no hope of it being good. The other thing is, I am reading Chris the fanfic that I wrote when I was like. 11 twelvey, 12 e 13 e 15 e sort of age i kept rewriting it it's an experience it's certainly an experience and that is called the end of mobius and in the most recent episode mobius ended so there's that if you're just looking for the regular new episodes of this podcast you will find them everywhere podcasts are available or at our
1: website at stctp.wigglehe.com and you can also follow the podcast on twitter at sonic podcast and we're on there individually as well i am at chris
0: mcfeely and I am at Demon Tomato Dave and on Twitch and YouTube as well. And you can find the work of our friends nosled and jostling and nestled around in this podcast. We've got our editor Sam, who you can find at samgabrielvo.com. And our opening theme was by a band called Sonic the Comic, and you can find them at sonicthecomic.bandcamp.com But we have been Sonic the Comic the Podcast, and we will see you next time! time.